Good morning. It's Wednesday. It is 841. We're excited. We're going to be getting in to some amazing things this morning, and the rest of the week is going to be awesome. I believe we have, you know, uh, Stone Cold Meats, Sean, in studio. He's actually here at the building, and then we're going to have Paloma, our good friend, taco expert, Moore Memorial Public Library librarian, making things happen. Today is the day because we're talking about food. It's been it's forever back, since we've talked about, like, really, really, really good food. And yeah. I'm hoping Sean understands, because he has tuned in before, he understands that we have to have good, delicious food here. Speaking of good food, this is what popped up on my Facebook feed. It's our friend Giorgio. Sloppy Nicks is doing some, some different menu items, so uh, make sure you go check them out. Is that a chicken fried steak? It is. It says lunch at Nick's. Why not? Chicken fried steak and two sides only, seven ninety five. No way. Look at they, that. They're a sandwich shop doing chicken fried steak. I know. My mind is a little bit blown. That's why I wanted to show it off to everybody. Have y'all had the opportunity to go down to, uh, to Sloppy Nick's yet and check that out? We we haven't, but um, whenever you think of Sloppy Nick's, you know, you think of the traditional sandwiches, which are great. And they had t- kind of told us and teased that, hey, changes are coming. There's going to be some different menu options. So I'm guessing this is what it is. So it looks like some good, good uh, home southern style cooked food. So if you've already tried it out, make sure you let us know because we want to see what the what the general consensus is. It looks amazing. But we're going to have uh, Sean Stone talking about Stone Cold Meats. We, we uh, originally reached out to Sean, I'm going to say about a year ago. Yeah, we, have, we were going to have him on the show. Um, probably a year ago, for sure. Yeah, it's whenever they had first opened, not been open too long, and we were excited to hear about another local business opening. And yeah. they, uh, there were some instances where they had to cancel, uh, you know, the opportunity to come in. And we understood because as small business, you're you're a bit of everything. You know, you're the boss, you're the workers, you are the construction crew, you are the cleanup crew, you're accounting, you're everything. And so we're finally able to make this happen. We're gonna have Sean here in a bit, in about uh, 15 minutes or so. But right now, we're going to keep chatting for a bit. we got 45 seconds before we go on the FM. There there was some, I don't want to say drama, but there was some questions. My cell phone started blowing up yesterday after we went <laughs> live on Facebook with Kurt's Jeep. People were wondering and asking, what happened? Did Kurt's Jeep get stolen? Did Kurt's uh, bumper fall off? What's going on? Yeah, man, that, that, that picture that I posted yesterday of my car was not good not good at all i think it looks great you know because before the bumper was pretty dinged up i mean if we're being serious and now there's no dings on it because there's no bumper there is absolutely nothing on my car that's one way to take care of things here we go good morning you're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Guardy. And I'm Kurt. It's 8.44 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. We have some guests that are going to be coming in, and we're going to be talking about Stone Cold Meats, and we're going to be talking to Paloma from the Moore Memorial Public Library during the show today. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. But right now, we're focusing on something else. We're focusing on Kurt's car, which is which comes up often in conversation somehow. The Jeep Compass is the most famous car. You know, I was thinking this the other day. When I go to sell this car, all we're trying to do is get the value of the car back, right? Like talking it up on the radio, <laughs> making changes to like the bumper is all in an Custom. attempt to make it a, a like the value of the car up. Like I feel like I'm going to walk into like let's say Lexus over here. Oh yeah. And be like, "You know what? This car, this car's worth $10,000 because it's been on KHEA radio." No? I, I mean, possibly. I don't know. It depends. 
It depends. You can walk into. I'm trying to think of the most expensive car I can think of. I can't, I don't even know. Like go. I want a Ferrari. You know, I need a Ferrari. There are Ferraris that have not had a, has as, have not had as much airtime as the Jeep Compass. Can you say that one more time? Man, that's a hard one. <laughs> have not had as much airtime as the Jeep Compass. It's okay, all- it's my 83 IQ. Let's let's back off. <laughs> it's not as as much about the airtime. Sometimes it's just you know. What's it worth? And I, you know, sentimental value can add worth, and I guess exposure can add worth. So whenever it comes time to sell the Jeep Compass, when I don't know when that that time will come, if it ever will, this could be the car you drive forever. I did have a conversation with somebody, and I said, "Yeah, the value is two thousand dollars. Like that's all that they were going to give me the last time I went, and that was before when it had AC. Now that it doesn't have air conditioning, the value of the car could kind go of up." Dr- Oh, really? No. <laughs> but if you you have a positive outlook on it, you never know. With anything's possible. Right. So then they're like, "Well, you know, you could probably get 4,000 and we're not going to we're not going to stop until it's worth $4,000." Like, yeah. we're not till and I was like, "Okay. Is that even possible?" I don't know. We're streaming live on Facebook. We're also live on 99.5 FM. If this is your first time to tune in, good morning. Thank you for hanging out with us. We're going to have Sean Stone in at 9 o'clock talking about everything that has to do with Stone Cold Meets. It makes me want to like jump in a wrestling ring and just bust out a Stone Cold Stunner on somebody while I'm eating a big juicy steak. It's exactly what I was just gonna say. Steve Austin, John three sixteen. Let's yeah. go. Listen here, Rock. I'm about to cut a promo on somebody. No, just kidding. But uh, we are we are excited to have Stone Stone Cold Meets here in studio. Nine o'clock. We're gonna be chatting it up, learning about everything. Um, I see some comments coming in about your Jeep, and this is one that I'm going to agree with. Steve, uh, with Cupcake Cache over in Leak City, one of our partners said, lay hands on the car. We have been trying. <laughs> We're trying to get together in prayer circles, um, making the AC work. We're also lifting it up that the bumper grows back, maybe that the, the value will increase. You want to know the funniest part yesterday about posting that picture on my social media page? And I, we should have posted. We, we did a video as well on KHEA Radio. Yeah. But my mom called. <laughs> I saw the comment. She was like, are you okay? She called me. And the first thing she goes, and she hasn't called me in months. Okay. Well, pro- probably because she's mad that I don't call her. And so she's not going to call me. It's the standoff. It's the standoff, Yeah, you're like, right? mom, I'm not going to call you. Okay. She goes, so did it hurt? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, didn't even preface it. And she's like, did it hurt? The wreck? And I, I was like, what? And she's like, the wreck? And I was like... <laughs> I wasn't in a wreck, Mom. And she's like, well, how did you lose your bumper? And I'm like, Mom, it just fell off. <laughs> just, I was driving down the road and it fell off. It's a which, cheap compass. Which isn't true. So here's what, what's really going on with the <laughs> bumper is we took the car to Legacy Collision in Hitchcock, one of our, our very good uh, partners and friends, and, and they have an awesome business right there where they will fix fix vehicles. They need a new shop. They're running out of space. Did you see all the cars in the back, by the way, when we were there yesterday? Yeah, I did. It was packed. There's a lot going on there. Uh, make sure you, you know, check them out when next time you need some work done. So, Kurt, you know, can always use a little bit of work done. You can put some uh, lipstick on a pig and kind of fix it up sometimes. So, <laughs> we take it into Jeep Compass. You're not supposed to put a lipstick on pigs, by it the way. It may make it beautiful. Uh, I don't know. It depends. We'll oh, have to ask man. Sean Stone. He's the meat expert. I, I don't know. Maybe it makes the, it, the pig taste better, the bacon. <laughs> but... So they literally took the lipstick off of the pig for Kurt's car. So right. that, that's the bumper. 
and it has some dings, some dents, some scratches. You've been busy, so maybe your mom was right when she said, "Did it hurt?" Because it looks like you've been in a lot of wrecks, judging by your bumper. Okay, I've never hit my car against anything Any that other I don't car? know of, right? Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully. I don't know. But they were like, oh, that's like a license plate of like a Bugatti. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. Someone did say that looks like you hit another. Oh, that looks expensive. That looks like a license plate <laughs> to somebody in California. But I know for a fact that that did not happen. And I did hit like a board. And that's what caused that. I had that after Harvey like three years ago. I was driving down the, the feeder road and hit yeah. a piece of wood. Wow. And a yes. piece of wood left that mark? Yes. On your bumper. On my bumper. Interesting. It's a plastic bumper. So we got some video of the before. Oh, man. We got some video of them ripping the bumper off of Kurt's car, and then today we're going to go back. The plan is, <clears throat> I guess you're going to have to wait and see what the plan is, but anyways, <laughs> we're going to have a brand new bumper. We're going to be releasing a video showcasing everything that's going on at Legacy Collision and everything that's going on with Kurt's Jeep Compass. I did talk to somebody, and I kind of like spilled the beans as to what's happening today. I'm shocked. I'm surprised you weren't able to keep a secret. Oh no. my goodness, the drama. Oh no! But they're like, oh my gosh, I need that video because that's hilarious. Yeah, and I said it's going to be good. So you're going to want to tune in this afternoon to see what's going on. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I see some other people that are tuning in. I see Robin, who has a a Jeep. But it doesn't need like any adjectives or like a name. If you just say they have a Jeep, she has a Jeep. She got a, a red shiny Jeep. Kurt, would you ever consider getting like a another Jeep? Not a Jeep Compass, not a Jeep Liberty, not a Jeep Patriot. Not a I Jeep. want something. I want something with the back to it. You know, because yeah. we do a lot of filming and we transfer a lot of gear. I think taking a car would be really difficult to some of the things. But if I had a back, then yeah. So a Jeep is perfect because they have a back. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it has a little hatchback on it. Um, don't talk to I my mechanic, David, about all of the issues because he was like, you need to do this, you need to do this, <laughs> you need to do this. And I'm like, how expensive is that? And he's like, oh, it's not anything bad. $800 later. Like, yeah. David, what are you doing to me? <laughs> David knows what he's talking about when it comes to cars. So if he has a suggestion, I would, I would listen. He said my ball joints need to be adjusted. See, I don't know what that means. Uh, I've never done it. I can't do it. But if David says it, your your ball joints need to be adjusted. I got the wheel bearings fixed. I added a gas cap finally to the car. Hey, that's important. You know, like I'm taking care of the important things. What about that registration sticker that's out? Uh, the registration sticker is also taken care of. It hasn't been replaced yet, but it's there. The paperwork's like mailed in or I something? Need to, I realized yesterday the next step that I need <laughs> to do to make sure that I'm all legal and, and, and not riding around is I need to update my driver's license. It's yeah, not expired. Do. Here's the thing. We spend a lot of time in the yes. community. We spend a lot of time driving around. And here lately, we've spent a lot of time at local police stations, you know, talking and learning and discussing future events, how we can help. Dude, I'm not going to. Okay. I, I just was poking fun at you for, like, not being able to keep a secret. But if there's an opportunity for me to crack a joke about your registration sticker being out <laughs> in front of a police officer inside a police station, there's no way I can I can help it. I'm not going to be able to keep my mouth shut, Kurt. you got to help me out. I did. I fixed it. It's good. Registration is up to date. But my driver's license needs an updated address. Okay. So the sticker's on the car? No. Okay, then it's not. I'm but gonna... I, have this, I have the email that says that I'm good. Wow. Well, we'll I gotta, see. they got to mail it. I did it Saturday. It's only four months too late. Yeah. The nice thing is, is uh, you should get penalized for like every month that you don't do your registration. Otherwise, you could go like four months and save 
You don't get penalized, huh? No, you don't. You don't get penalized. You could drive around. They reward you for not getting uh, caught. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> kind of. It's kind of like oh, your registration's been out for four months. You don't have to really pay for registration in those four yeah. months. Okay, here's the thing. This is from Angie, Angie Butler, and I know I've done this in the past as well. You can renew your driver's license online. It's I easy. did. So Super you've done easy. it. I I'm shocked that you can do it online even after like four months after the fact. Oh yeah, you but, know. You know, you can only do it. I think so many years in a row because. There's a lot of things that people enjoy in life, you know, stopping and smelling the flowers, buying meat and barbecuing from Stone Cold Meats, but sitting at the DMV is not necessarily one of those things. So the fact that you can go to like txdriverslicense.org or whatever it is, .gov, and, and kind of update your, your address or renew your license every so often is a big deal. It's huge. It's, it's nice. awesome. I don't remember how I've done it in other states. But it was pretty awesome. It was pretty legit yeah. to be able to to do that. I yeah. will say, the DMVs here in Texas are the worst. What? Yes. Okay, first of all, put some respect on Texas's name. <sighs> Second of all, uh, your little Nebraska DMVs, what's so better about them if, if you had to? There's no long lines. Because there's nobody there? Right. <laughs> okay. It's so easy. You walk in, one person at the counter, and you sign in. Here... I was going to, this was like when I did my driver's license, it was yeah. when I lived and, and was working at Chavez High School in Houston. So Houston's even more, like there's a lot more people there. And uh, I was going to go over my lunch break, which I had an hour for lunch. You just didn't know. Yeah, no way. You no can't way. Go, that's what everybody's doing. Everybody in the entire Houston Metroplex is like, oh, it's lunch break. Yeah, let me go with uh, the other million people and wait in line. It's not. Yeah, that's not gonna work. The other thing that I tried to do is I had like an hour and a half like planning period, and so I left during my planning period to go and do it. An hour and a half. No way. I was sitting there. It was like five minutes. I'm like, I have class. I yeah. need to go. So I have some thoughts about all this. A couple things. One. What's your solution? To all this before you give a solution. I feel like Texas already offered. You can do this on the internet. So that way you well, can speed it up. But you can't go and get a driver's license on the internet. You have it's to go the first one. But once you get renewed, you can you can update so many years in a row. But other than that, like I, I don't know what the other options the are. The driver's license? One yeah, one hundred percent. I've really? done it. Yes. Man, I just need to update my address. Yes, you can go on the internet and do that. Probably while we're even chatting right now, you could have already done it like 15 times. I'd probably end up doing it at like some like Whoops. $85 for changing your address. Yeah, no. It's hey, going to be I like- can I my 83 IQ on that? $1 for each point of your IQ? <laughs> yes, you can. Yes. Okay, good, good. Now I don't feel so bad. People are, are joining in and wondering why you keep bringing up the 83 IQ. You're welcome to tell them because we have about four minutes before we're bringing Sean Stone in. Talking about Stone Cold Meats, and maybe you, if you want to share, you can, but you keep bringing it up, and some people may not know. About what? The good news. What good news? About your IQ test. Oh, that yeah, on Monday I took a, well, Friday I guess I took a test that measured all of the things that I do wrong, or I don't know, like how smart I am, and it came back with an 83 IQ, which, which is pretty good. Do you remember what average is? 85. Two? 120. It's like 85 to 105. And oh, okay. Anything over 130 is like genius level. Like pretty pretty advanced. And then anything under 70 is, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take a break on the uh, on the FM. Keep it going on our Facebook Live. Yeah, that's yeah. make sure that you stay tuned because we're going to have Sean Stone in studio listening on 99.5 FM, KHEA, 
Radio. Coming up next is Stephanie Stephanie Gretzinger out of hiding. Go download the KHEA Radio app. Go search KHEA in the App Store. Come on. What's up? So yeah, oh yeah, Boyd here. Can I, oh, Michelle said one one oh three. How are you doing? Hello, how's it going? Guardy. Can I? Oh, you're you're good. You'll be great. It's easy. It's easy. It's fun. We joke around and. There's some really good suggestions in here. On how to boost your IQ score? No. <laughs> okay. On how to do the uh, the driver's license stuff. Yeah, the internet, dude. If you're just tra- changing your address, you can go on the internet. That's what we've been talking. We were literally you having know, a conversation updated, about this. I've moved like eight times since the last time in Texas since I've updated my driver's license. So my driver's license still says my Clear, clear Lake address. Yeah. Well, you done got busted. I know. So you can, uh, you can adjust this right here and, and pull it up. And what you're going to want to put it probably about that far away from your mouth. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Yeah, it, it's on. It's on. But you're gonna want to pull it up right. a lot closer. A lot closer. Yeah. Perfect. So what's up? Go. What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing well. How y'all doing? Doing pretty good. So you you own a local business, and I think y'all started last year. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We're coming up on the one year, July 30th. So July mm-hmm. 30th. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's really uh, really soon. Yes, sir. What's yeah. the plans? Y'all uh, got any celebration or yeah, just? We're gonna have a little uh, shindig out there, a little parking lot party. Uh, League City Fire Department, League City Police Department's gonna be present. We're gonna have a little cook-off going on, and a bunch of local guys, barbecue guys, all doing their thing. Yeah, and uh, all that good stuff. Raffles, the whole nine. So awesome. So <clears throat> we've had the opportunity to hang out at some of the local cook-offs, talk to some of the cook-off teams, even restaurants, people that just do it at home. And one of the one of the things that we have noticed is a lot of people use the selection of meat, brisket, ribs, everything that comes from from uh, your spot. Yes, sir. Yeah, we uh, we really took to the uh, IBCA circuit this year. Um, took us by storm. Um, really established a presence out there. Yeah. Um, you know, we carry a lot of competition products, <clears throat> high quality, all the way through. You know. Um, trying to keep it that way support local texas ranches and you know give them a platform to move their product put it out to the out on the larger scene of wow. things. so uh you know it's 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 a lot of work at night early morning stuff like that tracking down more ranches doing all that and it's it's it pays off how many ranches do y'all get in in the state of texas how many uh do y'all work with i think we're about eight now it's going to be 12 coming up in november wow so we're we're lining up stuff there's new ranches coming up all the time um, you know, we like to support local, so, you know, we try and put them on a, on a larger stage to really, you know, present their product to the right people. There's a lot of <clears throat> ranches in this area. You There's, don't think of this area as being like a ranch area. I think of ranches being like West Texas. Yeah, no, uh, surrounding Houston <clears throat> area is, is a great spot for it. Um, you know, South Danbury, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and of course, North, Northeast, all that really good spots for it. So there's a lot of guys fly under the radar. Um, they haven't really hit the scene too hard yet, and that's where we we really start searching. So we go out, visit, see the ranches, see how they you know how they do their thing. Did you expect to be at this point? You know, in in the first year of business, has it exceeded? Has it been more work or a little bit easier? What how's it been? It's been a wildfire, sir. Um, you know, and you know, blessed, not busy, blessed. Uh, we didn't anticipate this. I wasn't supposed to hire anybody for two years. Uh, my wife and I, we put in a lot of work, and we did not anticipate taken off like we have so we're we're very thankful we give back to the community all the time as much as possible that's big to us we mm-hmm. support local and 
you know, we give what we're given. So Awesome. So we got here we got 13 seconds, and we're going to do a little switch. We'll reintroduce you and just kind of ask, I guess, the history of the idea and, you know, what your background is and, and the plans for the future. cold meats. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk some wrestling. Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. Uh, so it's it's Wednesday morning, right? And it's been a while since we've had the opportunity to talk about food. I'm, I'm kind of a little disappointed in Sean. Why is that? I, I've heard great things about all of his meat. And maybe some of it's raw. <laughs> Still want to try the raw meat. But he didn't, he didn't bring it in for me to try. Oh, man. I'm a little disappointed. Kurt, yep. you know what? I can get over it. I'll be fine. I had a taco this morning, so tacos make me happy. So I'm good. I'm good. I'm good today. Kurt, you, you know, we probably could get you to try the raw meat. We're like, okay, this is, guess which one's from Stone Cold Meats? You know, this one's from, you know, somewhere else, and this one's from Stone Cold. And you'd be like, mm, this this one's way better. You can taste the difference. Do you well, do any of your cooking? Like, do you cook <clears throat> meats or anything like that? No, it's just the raw meat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we started the idea and we were thinking about having something attached, you know, a small restaurant, small barbecue, small smoker, something like that. But the space were so limited and we filled it up so fast yeah. that even if we wanted to, there's no space. What's you, the location? We're the 30, 3612 West Main, uh, League City. Okay. League City, Texas. I was going to say, we've talked to a bunch of people, a lot of barbecue places, including our good friend Perry Brooks who runs 3BQ, uses your meat. He's actually going to be on our campus tonight here at Abundant Life Christian Center for our Juneteenth celebration that we're doing. He's the food truck tonight. So um, talk about why so many people are picking you guys and and what you guys are doing. Well, we we strive for, you know, it's the closest to perfection we can get in terms of product. And, um, you know, Perry, good man, good heart, good guy. Um, You know, we both, we were both starting up at the same time, but you know, he, he's gone a couple other places. We've done some other things, and he keeps falling back to the quality, the standard that is our quality on uh, on all that. Plus, we have some fun with some wet age, too, and he's all about that stuff. So, so what is that? What does that mean? Uh, wet age is just a cryovac aging process where you keep the meat in the vacuum seal, store it on a shelf. The longer it sits in said package, the more tender it gets. Wow. How, so, how long can you leave it? It gets a little risky the longer you go. Like, once I won't go close to 100. Um that's pushing it. Hundred you know, days. You're rolling the dice. Or a hundred yeah. months. Hundred days. But well, because I've I've done meat in my in my pantry for a hundred months, <laughs> and you know it's still good, right? <laughs> yeah, some Vienna sausage and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> tuna, tuna fish. It's canned. Sometimes it's a risk you're willing to take. You know, like that. It gets to a hundred days, and you're just like. Yesterday oh, yeah. we had those little Debbie cakes. You know, from the dollar store, and there was like little white stuff growing on them. He says we. That was not me. <laughs> I did. He's trying to eat around it. I'm like, yeah. Kurt, okay, that stuff is not supposed to mold in the first place. Think about how old that is. That's preserved. It's loaded. It's not real food. And it's it's still molded. That's good for you. <laughs> I guess it'll <laughs> I, boost your metabolism. I almost threw up just looking at it. But, you know, <laughs> I was like, come on. I wasted this dollar at the family dollar. <laughs> hungry, you're hungry, man. Man, you got to do. We're talking to Sean. With Stone Cold Meats, he's the founder, the owner. Uh, you and your wife, you own the, the business there. Correct, yeah. And, you know... Can you share a little bit about your background? Where are you from? You know, I guess where did life take you to to end up starting the business last year? Well, so it goes way back. Um, my grandfather owned a small produce slash slash meat market way back when. Um, so I grew up seeing pictures of that, um, and you know, talking to him when I was knee high or waist high rather, 
it all started there and <clears throat> you know i got in everybody else was going off doing their things or law enforcement criminal justice this that and the other and i got into an apprenticeship at a real young age that was it started that's awesome Eight, it's like 19 years ago now and i've been through three apprenticeships making minimum wage most of my life you know ramen and water you know and then we uh met the met the girlfriend then in corpus and i was moody's meets corpus christi great guy over there good man um, and i was a sponge with him and just soaked up everything that he does wow and uh, you know we got married came to houston got into a, a larger chain and uh, i was coming home a little frustrated every now and then and wife looked me dead in the face one day was do something about it mm -hmm. so we did you know, and she's she's the backbone. She is the presidente. She is a heck of a woman, and she lined it all up, and we worked together, and now we're fifty-fifty, and doing everything we can to give back. So. And you you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, we're blessed, not not busy. Yes. Can yes. you share? I guess where that that mentality comes from. Miss Mary Bass, first and foremost. Uh, you know, fortunate to call her a friend. You know, we were we were talking and at our house and we were just talking about stuff and it's, it's always so difficult to make time for things you know it's just so busy so busy and you know she looked me right in the face she was like sir you're not you're not busy you're blessed you know and that when we have talks about that stuff by the way she's the best hugger in all of houston i want to point that out <laughs> need a hug from that lady every now and then um that mentality keep keep you focused you know i mean we weren't supposed to hire for two years we're sitting on we just hired our 15th employee you know, wow so it's you know keeping eye on the prize yeah staying humble staying focused how do how do you you know you you grew up you know being an apprentice you you grew up making those minimum wages you have 15 employees now yeah. how do you how do you change kind of what you grew up in mm -hmm. versus these people who are now joining the team here at Stone very Cold good Meats? question very good question and what what we're doing what my wife and i are doing is we're taking from i'm taking from every uh the apprenticeships I had and the leaders or bosses that I had and their shortcomings, I'm making, I'm making sure I'm not doing what they did to frustrate and not be a good leader. And then the great bosses, which I'm lucky to have, you know, the three places I worked, amazing people, great in the community, you know, good men and taking their qualities and implementing them with my employees. So we keep, uh, you know, we keep a really positive environment, uh, build you up type environment you know and, and set you up for success down the road wherever that might be yeah you know you come in and i want to teach you everything i know take good care of you and you know we're uh we're family oriented big time we're all about family uh you know i remember a couple times i had stuff come up and i couldn't go spend time with family i'll never forget that so we're family focused at stone cold so you're able to to learn from life experiences mm -hmm. Not even mistakes you made, but working under somebody, what they did good, and take little bits and pieces and Correct. see, this is the kind of boss, this is the kind of leader that, that I need to be, <clears throat> that we're going to be. So you give vacation time, is what you're saying. Uh, yes. <sighs> Here I we go again. just <laughs> got a very nice vacation, uh, thanks to my wife. Um, you know, again, the backbone of the business. Um, she allowed me to go spend time. It had been over 10 years since I've been with, you know, on a fishing trip with my brother and father. It was much needed. That was way up in northern Wisconsin. A lot of good fishing. Mm. Y'all caught um, some fish? Yes. yes. Tenting and camping up there is amazing. There's a lot of bears up there, so I was pretty nervous about that whole <laughs> thing. But, you know, we, we got the cabin going on. We were good. You know, three three dudes and a little cabin on the water. It's all good. You know, what I what I picked up and learned from all that, Kurt, is in about nine 
nine years, you can have a vacation, and we'll we'll get you on a fishing trip with your brothers. You don't look pleased. <laughs> Guardy won't give me vacation time. I'm kind of upset about this. We had a meeting with some people from Texas City yesterday, and we were in the police station. It was a whole other story. Um, There's a lot of jokes there. <clears throat> yeah, I got arrested Well, not at some point. Well, maybe may oh, no. or maybe They're not. like, why do you have eight outstanding warrants, Kurt? And I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you dismiss all of them? And they're like, we'll try. So there was some planning and some stuff that we were, were getting done, and so we're looking at the month of July, and Kurt was like, I'm taking vacation in July. And then he told him the dates. He was like, uh, it was like the whatever, the 12th and the 13th. And the four, they're like, that's the weekend. And he's like, Cardi doesn't let me go anywhere. I was like, we got a lot to do. I mean, if we take one one step back, you know, it like, is, what does that mean? It is funny that people are like, yeah, you get the weekends. I don't get the weekends. Well, we've worked. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. So. Yeah. They're like, that's- oh, you work Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. This is not a Monday through Friday, <laughs> 8 to 5 kind of job, apparently. Guardy's like, I, I love it. I know you love it too. I do. I love it. Yeah. Hey, we do a lot. So there's a comment. I see Mary Bass uh, is here. So good morning, Mary. And she's like, what did I do? So that, so people are kind of filling her in. We've been talking a bit about Mary, Mary Bass. And this is from Legacy Collision, which we'll be at later. She said, Los Primos Cookers won the grand prize at Galveston County Fair and Rodeo Cookoff with stone cold meat. So I had to make sure I busted out. My Los Primos koozie to to, uh, show some respect. (laughs) So do you think that was the reason why they won first place grand prize at the Galveston County? You know, there's there's a lot that can be said about products and cooks and all that. But, you know, it comes down to to the man in charge and the judges, you know, and the man in charge of cooking the briskets and the judges. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, those guys, they're amazing at what they do. You know, there's so many talented cooks that were out at all these cook-offs. I mean, the IBCA is loaded with some of the most talented guys in the nation um, at cooking and putting out some of the best brisket, best ribs you've ever had. Um, I've been fortunate enough to try some of the stuff they cooked. I could never cook it that way. I would not cook it as good as them, but, man, I'm telling you. uh, We know the secret, Kurt. (laughs) You know, I was going to say, we actually have never had their brisket or any kind of their meat except for that oyster at the the oysters. I was thinking that we didn't have anything that morning. Now I'm kind of getting angry about it. I mean, we little... hung out with them a lot, like in the tent. <laughs> you know, Arnold. Uh, you know, one of the the team members. You know, Arnold Texas Pit Stop Barbecue. They yes. they do a lot of stuff where they're sharing space, and mm-hmm. and Arnold's like, here you go, here's tacos, here's this and that, and but Los Primos, we've we've done a lot. I'm kind of upset about this right now. They're uh, they're very. I might flip this table. They're... <laughs> <laughs> Man, that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, they're they're very uh, serious about what they're doing out there. Yeah, I know that, and a lot of these guys are. You know, you go out there and you show up to talk a little bit. When it's go time for them, it is go time. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of pride on the line, bragging rights, all of that. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're fixing to host our own cookoff. Uh, the wife and I are working on it. Um, she's the brains of most all operations so uh you said that like eight times already this morning <laughs> yeah she really wanted to be here and i miss her a lot she has her job still um as you know that's just the smart thing to do and yeah. she's you know doing her thing she's a she's a maniac and uh covering all the bases so she really wanted to be here today um she couldn't make it but you know there's always a next time right for sure right. yeah definitely but yeah so we're doing a cook-off uh, stone cold meats we're trying to get an hoa easement close to the market um, right now just on Facebook alone I've got about 45 or 50 teams um, so we're gonna have a stone cold are you hosted. serious yeah. yeah 
It's gonna be a big one. We need we'll that list because you, you know, <laughs> not to, yeah. not to like not to like come steal from it. Come on out, y'all. Don't be shy. Y'all should definitely come on out. Check it out. We're gonna have judges from a variety awesome. of vendors. We're gonna have a, a whole bunch of good stuff going on out there, and uh, you know, a whole bunch of fun. You know, bring the kids, all that stuff. Our kids will be out there, three and one, under a tent, trying to keep them cool, all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so Mike. I bring this up only because I want to get to it eventually. You know, with the with the cook-off teams, mm-hmm. are there a bunch of those cook-off teams that are good at tacos? They're good at they're good at everything, sir. Okay. I mean, have you ever heard of a taco cook-off? You know, you just gave me an idea. <clears throat> so it was going to be ribs and fajitas, but now I'm thinking. Wait, wait, when wait, 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 when is your you can't you can't steal when, this? When's your cook-off? Calm, <laughs> time out. We're we're trying to focus on uh on Halloween. Because oh, we're okay. going to do July or August. It's just so hot. You know? It is. So, okay, yeah. you're good. You're good to do it. I was it. thinking doing a, a <laughs> trick-or-treat barbecue, okay, you know, you where you have the kids out, the cook-off teams hand out candy, stuff like that. I almost flipped the table again. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing a taco cook-off with the United Way on October 12th. Oh, okay. So right. we we, uh, we just had meetings and made a, a quick little announcement about it last week. So we're gearing up for press, you know, and, and, and media and marketing and stuff for that big event. But we're going to be doing it here in Lamarck, okay. right here in our, our backyards. Taco cook-off all day on the 12th. Yeah, we're excited just because we had never heard of one before, but mm-hmm. we think it could be a major category in the future in different events mm-hmm. as well because just we had never seen it. But, you know, with, with what you offer, what kind of meat goes good on tacos? Man, you can do just about it. And you could go to good old-fashioned carne picada. You can do a, a coarse grind, slow simmer on fajitas. I've mm. ground up fajita meat before. Um, you know, a fine grind, made tacos out of it. It's a unique flavor itself. Good old-fashioned ground beef. I um, like pork. You you guys do carnita? Oh, man, pork is good. Yeah, yeah. that's a hands-down favorite taco. Mm-hmm. Be the carnitas, be the pork. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Now I'm over here daydreaming about these tacos. <laughs> Y'all talk about tacos. I love tacos. Tacos make me a very happy man. So, yeah. you know, taco cook-off, anything y'all need from me, please. I just want to come out and eat some tacos. <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> Maybe we'll have him judge it. We would, do need judges. Would you be willing to be a judge? Oh, I am down. Okay. I am there. So I'm we're, there. we we have a meeting, not this week, next week, to finalize everything with the United Way. There's going to be an Eventbrite leak where you can actually go in and become a sponsor of the events. If you're a business owner or organization that wants to be a part of the Taco Cook-Off, you can. If you are a, uh, a cook-off team or if you are wanting to do some um, cooking yourself, I guess, of tacos, the uh, the entry fee is only $100, and mm. that gives you one spot. So you get all four categories of beef, chicken, seafood, and chef's choice, and you can actually enter in. Yeah, we're excited because we're not seafood just tacos. focusing God, on good, little, right? like shrimp tacos, uh-huh. and you can do whatever, fish tacos, whatever you want. <laughs> but we're going to uh, open it up to anybody. So it doesn't just have to be a cook-off team or a food truck or a restaurant. It can be... Like Maisie can, you know, hey, I make tacos. I'm about to throw down and, and do this. So I got some boys already chiming in on that one. Right All right. So, yeah, you, you'll have yourself some entries. I'm, I'm telling you that. We're kind of concerned. We were talking about this because, you know, we're going to have vendors. We're mm-hmm. going to, there's a, a, it's what's it called? Knocker ball or something like that, where you get in these like bubble suits and like play like kickball or something. <laughs> and you're like, you can go and knock people over. It's a lot of fun. So they're going to be coming out for that event. We're going to have Axe Masters is going to be here throwing axes. Um, And we're like, man, we have a big parking lot. but We could run out of space quick. If there's 400 cooking teams here. Mm -hmm. Those boys roll in with trailers, tents, everything. So that's what what we're in the middle of right now is 
the space out space allocating it properly so we're not looking around and have trailers parked up and down 518 you know we'd like to avoid that yeah <laughs> bring them yeah, down here you. to lamar yeah Let's that's go. hey you get y'all are giving me a lot of ideas in here i'm telling you well i know the the dog track has enough spot and they do the um what do they do the there? crawfish the bash. crawfish bash and there. winter lights and there's a lot of room out there and the city of lamarck loves to work with uh local people to try and make stuff possible so that's always an option to, i mean even in the future you know mm-hmm. yes, so sir. here's a a comment this is from carrie english good morning carrie thank you for taking the time to tune in and ask a question if you have a question for sean about his business about stone cold meats uh, let us know and we'll get it asked do you carry Kobe beef? And what exactly is Kobe beef? Because I've heard a lot about it. So there's there's Texas Wagyu and there's Kobe. So Akiyushi is basically, you know, Texas. It's almost all one and the same. It's different breeds of cattle. So Heartbrand has a Kobe. Um, a lot of folks call it Wagyu. Um, there's a very fine line in between the two. Um, you know, your, your American Wagyu, be it your F1, F2, and full breed, um, is what we really strive for. I do carry Akiyushi, Kobe. We carry everything from strip, brisket, ribeye, tenderloin, the whole nine. Uh, we're really centered and focused on, uh, again, the Texas ranches and their, the American Wagyu, uh, which is your American strain of Japanese Kobe. Okay. So, you know what? I should learn to speak brisket. You know, I feel like I need to, like, take a course or something, but it seems there's a lot that goes into it. There, There's a lot. There's, uh, you know— some really good friends in in genetics at certain ranches and they it is an it's an it's a science mm-hmm. you know it, there is a meat science program a and m and it it literally is a science there's a lot that goes into you know uh, different ranches breeds genetics all that to break down and make a make a good good cut okay so here, here's another question this is from warden and i feel like i know the answer and we've been talking about it a little bit but we may retouch do you have competition meats who is that from? It says Warden Ryan. Is that what your buddies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Caleb, we don't have any of that. No, no. Yeah. We, he no was competition meet. He, he was just in yesterday. I knew. I knew he'd. Uh, I knew he'd be on here. <laughs> do you? Do you do that? Where maybe potentially you give a certain person the better meat because you want them to win. Do the, can they pay you under the table? For I want those? the best of the best. I, I want, want the, the guarantee. Best. I'm I'm open to all. So we take and I always have competition briskets. In our out on our storefront, you know, and then when it comes time for cook-off, we do orders in advance two, three weeks. And that's where guys tell me, hey, you know, I'm looking for this. If you come across it, please put it aside. So, you know, we take, I go through every box every time I get it and pull out briskets, know where the orders are, put it with the orders. So, you know, guys can come in off the street and grab a comp brisket or guys can put in orders two, three weeks ahead and get a certain type that they're looking for, a certain weight, a certain thickness on the flat, um, certain ribs, certain chickens, the whole nine. So. You know, I think I would go in there and try and buy one, but then I'm just like, okay, now that I have this, or like, it's like a guitar. You have expensive guitar, and it's like, okay, I'm going to try and play this, you know, maybe not as good as, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan or whoever, but then we give it to Los Primos or like Arnold, Arnold Garza, go. and they're mm-hmm. able to like, bing, you know, make yeah. us sing. Turn like Turn it into butter. Yes, sir. <sighs> yes, sir. No, you know, I was looking at the other day uh, at Target, I believe is where I was at. And they had like grills and barbecue, and I was like, "Man, I really want one because it, you know it was Father's Day over the mm. weekend, and I'm not a father yet, but one day I'm going to be." Mm. And practice now, your father's start <laughs> grilling now. By the time you have kids, you're gonna yeah. be yeah, yeah. you know. And I love grill. I used to grill all the time when I was young. You know, like a teenager, I would go out into the backyard. We had a grill, mm. grill it up, grill some hamburgers, grill some hot dogs. I'm I 
would cut the hot dogs in half and put cheese on them and put it on the grill. <laughs> I mean, it was good. Nebraska, I mean, real Nebraska grilling, you real know. Real Nebraska <laughs> grilling. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. I just haven't been able to do that since I got to Texas because I don't own a grill. or. Uh, but then they had this smoker. Like a little nice little smoker for like 200 bucks. I'm like, man, if I had 200 bucks, I would get a smoker. Then I could go to Stone Cold Meats and get it. Hey, have, uh, have you been to Bucky's recently? No. Check out the one in Wharton. I was just there last night. I was picking up a friend of mine from down in Corpus. Um, tabletop grill. Ooh. It's about this big. Solid cast iron, heavy duty. Bad dude, all right? Right. You can cook anything small or large, about yay big, yay deep. Right on top of your patio, put it on a table out there, take anywhere with you. I was this close to buying one. <laughs> but the wife probably wouldn't have been too happy to buy another grill. One. Here's some comments from Perry and 3BQ. First of all, he said, ha, 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 Target, that you were like, I was in Target looking for, you know, and I saw the grills. <laughs> yeah. But then you're like, Bucky's, and it brings us back to, like, Texas. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. But he also said, I'll give you one, Kurt. I like that. Give it to me. Bring it tonight. Let's go. For $200. 3BQ. No. Is- <laughs> Just remember, 3BQ is coming over to our... Uh, our our facilities tonight here at Abundant Life Christian Center. I think it's going to be starting at six, so you can come and get some three BQ from six until like seven, and then come and enjoy service. And then afterwards, there's going to be bounce houses for the kids grilling. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, Perry Bear, he's good people. We love us in Perry. Yeah, he, means. he also commented said H E B has good ones, and I'm going to have to agree. Mm-hmm. I love H E B. Right, I okay. go as often as I can. They used to have it was like last year, maybe in the summer or whenever, but they would have like the big one that's like the Longhorn, and I'm like, I don't need this. I don't think I could efficiently use this, but it's so cool. It's a grill that's like a giant cow. And yeah. I love this comment from uh, Naola, my my girlfriend. She said, "Grilling with the whole New Balance dad tennis shoes or leather sandals." Eh, there my, you go. My dad there you go. cargo shorts too. You're good I, to go, I'm man. I'm sure she yep. doesn't know this because I'm probably I probably have never mentioned this, but my dad always had the New Balance shoes with like the ankle, you know, the calf mm-hmm. high socks, white socks. <laughs> And yeah. would wear shorts, and it's like, what? I looked in the closet yesterday, and I saw my pair of New Balances, and we were just joking about getting old, and there I was. I saw my cargo shorts hanging. <laughs> and my, they weren't white, but they were sitting there. I'm like, man, it, it happened. It happened. There it, we go. You know, I feel like grilling, you know, is is, is a is a – is it's it's a must as a man, you know. Like if if you're doing it right, mm-hmm. you need to be grilling. Yeah. We, if, you, uh, if you don't, if you're not grilling, are you really a man? But if you're if you're not grill grilling while wearing wide New Balance shoes, are you really grilling? You know, right. we don't know. <laughs> we don't you're know. Not doing support. it right. You're not doing it right. <laughs> There's a better yep. way. I feel like I hope that Naola would still love me after I I got the new White Balance shoes with the the calf high socks and I'm out there grilling. Right, I have grass stains on them from mowing the lawn. Oh yes, yep. Yep. Kurt would be dragging them through. He don't mow the grass. He's like you know dragging them through the <laughs> see, grass just see, to try and make look, up. Uh, the vision is coming true. I got the grill. I got the. I'm mowing the lawn and Naola comes out with the iced tea. In the the clear glass and like here you're working so hard and you got like, your little apron on too wiping yeah. it away yeah yeah there you go just bought my boy an apron last night <laughs> Bucky's again Bucky's they have everything they do we go Christmas shopping at Bucky's yep. often it's like yep. okay dad gets this there's some seasoning here's some hot sauce some pickled like I don't quail eggs some for yeah. some reason I think I buy a bottle opener every single time I'm there <laughs> I probably have like 35 bottle openers in the drawer at home but Bucky's. So, you know, Whataburger has been uh, it's an unfortunate has been lost, yeah. but Bucky's, you know, still is is holding strong. Have, you know how they started? I love hearing stories like that. Lake Jackson, one location, mm-hmm. and their base was just clean restrooms, clean restrooms. 
one in Lake Jackson. I think they're now like 30-something. Yeah. They're huge. And I love hearing that. Just a local small startup blowing up. They get back to community support Texas through and through and through. And that's a, that's a great business model to, to yeah. you know, it's talk about goals, right? You know, For sure. You, I look at some of my mentors and their markets, you know, they've gone on to have two or three in their meat cases or at 200 feet of meat cases and you're just in there just wild. Yeah. You know, because starting up with ours in the beginning with 10 footer, <laughs> 10 feet of meat case, you know, hardly anything in it. You know, and, and it's always it's always good to good to see that. I, I love how they give back. You know, that's always a good thing to look at. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Bucky's and then some of your other mentors. Could you mention maybe some of those those people and any other, if it's a local business or a national chain, anything you know, business that you kind of looked at and be like, hey, they're doing it right. This is what we need to implement. You know, on on our level right well, now. I mean, it all started with Tom Baker at Pennons Meats way up north, long long ago, and uh, you know, good man, uh, you know got me got us focused on the right things and and um yeah i was young you know and wild and he really humbled you and brought it down can call him anytime you know lucky to call him a friend and terry munch moody's meets corpus christi um a great man big time in texas another one of those guys who you know him and mike Meehan, they both own meat markets in corpus christi and i had i was fortunate enough and privileged enough to work for them and learn from them Mm -hmm. and uh you know, privileged to know them and uh, lucky to call them friends and mentors. But those guys, they do it right. You know, I see a lot of that in Houston. The meat circles really, it's actually pretty tight in Houston. You know, these guys, we all look out for one another. You know, of course, every now and then you get a guy who's just, for whatever reason, he's a certain way. But we all look out for one another. That would you know? be Kurt. And, <laughs> the competition? Yeah, 100%. He takes oh, like Oh yeah. No, I this is this that's my trophy. So I don't know if he would quite fit in, if yeah. he would fit into the the current culture that there is, but but it is a culture I would say. Oh, would I you agree? I can't wait until the taco cook-off and, <laughs> and I enter in under like a, a an anonymous name and I end up winning and they're like, "Uh, and the the overall champ is uh Curtis Casper, and, and he I'm takes like, off his glasses with a like, fake nose and mustache. <laughs> it was like, me the whole time. <laughs> it was me. I grabbed the trophy and I run, run away. Wow, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> but no, there's there's a lot of good guys. And I mean, the first day we were, first or second day we were open, you know, Dave from Bay Area Meats over there off uh, Kirby, um, he came in and you know offered help, anything we needed, just give him a call, anything at all, you know. And that's that's how we try and keep it with with all the guys. So here's Mike. He said, Almighty Spices in San Antonio digs Stone Cold Meats. Mr. Hightower, great guy. You know, he's he's good people, and he's out in San Antonio. He's originally from Galveston. Um, good guy. You know, we've we've been, man, just so blessed. We've come across so many good people. Um, you know, there's a couple here and there that were not so good, but yeah. the good far outweighs the bad so, by so much. You know, Miss Mary Bass, Perry. Uh, high tower. Wait, are those the good people? Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started to get no, worried no. though. There, like we're talking about the bad, and then all of a sudden. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of bashing folks. You know, it's it's just not the way to do things. But you know, it. People like Mary, you know, lucky to know, man. And she came in, and like I said again, the best hugger in all of Houston, Mary. I need one. You should stop by sometime. Um, <clears throat> good people. You know, doing good things. That's what it's all about. Be the good, you know. Help out where you can. Yeah, we agree. So right now it's there nine. There you go. It's nine twenty-eight. This is KHEA Radio, ninety-nine point five FM. We have Sean Stone in uh, in studio. We're talking about Stone Cold Meats. Can we talk about the name? How did you come up 
with the name? I did not come up with the name. Uh, my amazing wife did. Uh, we were sitting there one night, and we were. Cold I know, news. right? It just has that sound, and she's boy. I'm telling you, she's she's got it going on. So yeah, um, we we're sitting there talking, and, and it's like naming your child. And we have two young kids, and every time we went to name our boy, for example, we're like, no, I don't like that name. You know, come up with something else. Now, nah, no, not that one. You know, and it you know, two month process just to do it. Same thing with the meat market. Uh, we must have gone through a hundred, two hundred names, and I. I think we were in Corpus at that time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we were visiting her family, and we had a group of people, and we were just talking. It was a dinner. All the kids were running around. It was chaos, and uh, she said it, like, real under her breath. Stone Cold Meats. I was like, what'd you say? What was that? <laughs> Stone Cold Meats. Everybody's head turned, and it was that. That was it. It was that moment. I mean, it just has that appeal, and you don't know how many questions we get. So, Stone Cold Austin, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, does he uh, he on the market? Like, no, no, I'm not a, I don't lift weights, man. That ain't, yeah, that's, that's not how we do it. But yeah, it's is a great name, great catch to it. You know, sound people come from all over just because of the name. Yeah. Did you grow up watching wrestling at all, or not really? No, I had some family members that did. I was never a fan. I actually wrestled Russell. Okay. I was freestyling Roman Greco. I did that for 12 years, but I never got into the... Professional. W- yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, because I'd look at those guys and be like, man, he's a monster, but, you know, that's... It's not relatable at times. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's but, on something. No, my mother had me in wrestling from a very young age, uh, the the real wrestling. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you did, like, uh, like tournaments and stuff in school? Is mm-hmm. that how that went? Yep, yep, all the way through. That I did okay. I made regionals once. Yeah. Once. And your mom is the one who was like, hey, try oh, this. Yeah. Oh, How- yeah. Oh, yeah. She was all about it. She uh, she was a big supporter. She is a big supporter of everything we do. She's our nanny now. She retired and full-time nanny. You know, bless her heart. I don't know how she does it all week with the kids, long hours at the market. But, yeah, she was a driving force for, for the positive in life growing up. Yeah, you're coming up on your one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned long hours. Like, what, what kind of hours are you putting in on a, on a normal daily basis or, like, even a week? Like, well, I mean, now, at the start, I was showing up, and Daniel Puga, he's the the man over there. He's my right hand. He's a great, great, great human being. Uh, we started the market, and we were doing 6 a.m. to about 9 p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there was days where I stayed the night, slept in the office on a little couch, woke up, went right back to work. Um and that was the first couple months it didn't stop. Wow. Um, you know, and again, without the wife or my mother, that wouldn't have been possible at all. Um, now we're kind of, we have more and more help. So the hours now are not the, the grueling hours of me back there cutting, doing all of it. You know, Daniel and I doing everything for the market. Now I can step back and be more of an owner, you know, and sit and think and come up with approaches on things, sales ads, product line, ranches, supporting local ranches, supporting local, and, and really coming up with events and all that stuff. So really the hours, it was 14 to 16-hour days for a good long while. Yeah. And that'll that'll tire you out pretty quick. So. Yeah. You know, I think when people start a business, sometimes you don't realize how much goes into it. Do you have any advice for anybody, whether, you know, it's in the food industry or it's the, t-shirt company, anything? Yes, sir, and that's, that's a good question. And I'm all about the advice and helping. So a very wise man told me before, well, we were doing the build out because we didn't have a general contractor. I had to do it all. And trust me, I'm no, I'm no Bob Vila, man. I'm Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Not good with, uh, not as good with tools, but the advice, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) the advice I would give is what he gave me. Um, don't burn yourself out in too quick on the build out. Don't burn yourself out. 
because that's just the start. Mm. You know, get rest while you can because first first few months, it's a blur. I mean, it's it's literally a blur. I have hard time remembering certain parts of it. I remember the the moments, you know, of, of triumph, if you will, where I'm getting emotional in there by watching a line of customers backed up on the meat case, you know, start crying in front of them all. That just sends the wrong impression. But uh, um, definitely don't tire yourself out. Yeah. So what's what's the difference? If somebody has never been to a, a locally owned, operated meat market, mm-hmm. Stone Cold Meats, if somebody's never been before, you know, why sh- why should they go as opposed to, you know, going to, you know, a, a large grocery store or something like that? What's the difference that they can expect visiting you? The quality. Um, the quality of not only the product, but the customer service. Um, our, our sole focus is high quality products, high quality customer service. And those two go hand in hand. Um, you know, you can count all the times you've been to any, any store and not gotten the customer service that you wanted. We're all about that. We, we like to learn all about our customers, their kids, their, their, their jobs, all mm-hmm. of that, what they're looking for, you know, and, and take good care of them. You know, we have a, a, a arrangement, a, a, a really good supply of local ranches with really top quality product that we keep. And the difference is, well, you taste the difference. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a lot of love put into that product. So. There's a comment here from our, our friend Tony. Him and his brother own Burger Nation. He said, we would love to get with Stone Cold to come up with a signature Stone Cold Burger. I think that would be cool. Come on. Let's do it. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm, ha- I'm definitely good with that. Has there been <clears throat> other other restaurants or people like to reach out to you and be like, hey, let's get a custom like a steak or something yes. here? Yes. We have, and we, we didn't know initially that there was some restaurants and I know their names but they were buying from us for their restaurants and we were none the wiser they'd come in every other day buy eight or ten steaks certain cut certain size mm-hmm. um you know and a lot of folks have done that and you know it's word you of mouth start, you start to go hmm yeah. why yeah. are you taking these yep yep and you know it's 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 a different permit that's required and some other things that are required which we're all you know all for if we have um but you know, it's we're just starting now to really get into the gourmet steakhouse and gourmet restaurant and and all that. And it just comes back to supporting local. And there's a lot of amazing business owners out there that do great things. And we're just now starting. We have the time now to yeah. uh, to sit back and really get more involved with those guys. That's Is that awesome. kind of surreal? Yeah. Like sitting back and being like, wow, you yeah. know, they're they're going to use our our product and quality. Yes, yes. At it, your, their it, place. Every uh, every other every time it happens, you know, it's it's. It's one of those moments, you know, like, man, yeah, we've dreamed of this a whole life. Mm-hmm. And now here it is. But, and then the, the work never ends, keeping that quality, keeping it going, you know. And, and I'm all, I'm very interested, though. Have mm-hmm. them give me a holler, reach out on Facebook. Cool. Yeah. Check them out. You're listening to 99.5 FM KHEA Radio. It's 935. We are talking to Sean Stone of Stone Cold Meats. Hey, Sean, I got a, a question here. This comes from Warden Ryan. I'm sure that's one of your buddies. <laughs> Warden's been asking. He goes, "You got any trophies in there?" Just, uh, just his. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where he keeps his? Yes, yes. Uh, he has like seven or eight more that I want. I'm building a shelf just for his trophies. So, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's a, uh, he's an okay cook. He can do some okay things. You know, you- he just wins like all the time. So, <laughs> Who's he know. with? What's his cook-off? Team? Uh, business as usual. Um, and he's. He does a lot of he does a lot of cooking out there. Dude is dude is an amazing. Is cook. he the one that we need to watch out for for this taco cook off? You better watch out for. 
Are you going to hold that taco trophy up, you know, with him when you walk up there and be like, that was my meat? Stone I'll have a Rocky so moment. Sh- I'll have a Rocky <laughs> moment out there. I will. No, no. Uh, a lot of those guys, they come out there. I mean, that's what they do, you know, and he's one of those that's just, he's got a knack for it. He's one of the best out there. Do do you when you when you see like Los Primos win you know Grand Prize Galveston County mm-hmm. do you like hey cut me off a little bit about that trophy you know like I just want <laughs> just the edge just the no. edge yeah, you know slice they, it in half they work so hard for that I, I have a hard time asking for anything like that you know if if because they put their time you know their sweat into it a lot of work years and years of of learning so they get that trophy. By all means, brother, that is your trophy, you know. And uh, what all I really ask for is, which I don't even ask for it much, is just tag me in Facebook. Yeah, know, put us out there. That's that's all we need. There, there's a, a a seasoning place. Do you guys do like right in our backyard? Wild Bill's seasoning over here. Okay. Do you do seasoning out there, or is it just the meat? Stone Cold seasoning has a good ring to it. We're working on it right now, so we're we're getting um. Some stuff lined up, and and when it comes to steak seasoning, you you don't want to overdo it. A lot of guys complicate things; they get wild and wacky with all the ingredients. And a good steak, all it needs is salt, pepper, garlic. That's it, you yeah. know. And and what what we're doing to put a little twist on it is a a mesquite smoked salt, pepper, garlic, a pecan smoked salt, pepper, garlic, a cherry wood smoked salt, hmm. pepper, garlic, and that just creates a whole new flavor. And that's really going to be our line of steak rubs. Um, brisket rubs, I'm talking to a couple guys like Mr. Warden Ryan and a couple other folks out there that do it for a living um, about what they use. And there's so many secrets out there, you can't even begin to scratch the surface with these guys and their seasonings. You know, the one thing that makes, I think, makes a cheeseburger amazing, it's mm-hmm. not the seasoning that you put on it, it's what you cook it in. Mm-hmm. So I have started cooking like almost everything now in extra virgin olive oil. So even the meat, like the hamburger, mm-hmm. putting it in that extra virgin olive oil, and it makes it taste amazing. Rendered duck fat. Hmm. That'll change your life, buddy. How do you Don't. get where? How do you get that? Like, you just buy from you the can, store. You can get it at most stores, hmm. and then of course we have some in our shop. But you can get it from most stores. Okay, they have it right in there. You you get a little container. You get a big old jug of it. Once you try that, though, I mean steaks, burgers, all that stuff. It's a game changer. I love when Kurt tries to give give cooking tips to people who have like won grand champion trophies, and he's like, "Guys, trust me, cook your burgers in." Uh, I've never so. <laughs> yeah, I I grew up doing that though with olive oil. I did, you know, and then I tried one time with with rendered duck fat, and my wife and I were in the hill country somewhere, and we were just cast iron skillet, rendered huh. duck fat, best one of the best burgers I ever had. Man, I've, if restaurants started doing that, where they instead of like just grilling the cheeseburgers, that they started grilling it in extra virgin olive oil or or something like that. Uh, game changer because I had a, I had an avocado burger this weekend and mm. I won't say where um, and I thought it it <laughs> laid flat because I've had my own and it was like <laughs> just, just let me go back there and cook this myself wow. yeah it's I understand that because it's it's hard to go to a steakhouse now the wife and I we can't go to a steakhouse now you know yeah because yeah, you're spoiled me and you, yeah me and you, it's, we're in the same category yeah 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 or you just bring your own meat you're just like all yeah. right guys here you go. Uh, just a little bit of this, a little of that. I brought the seasoning. Actually, it's already done. So here, just, you know. it's And, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, darn, we can't go to a steakhouse. You know? And I feel bad <laughs> saying it. But, you know, um, I mean, when you've had the best that Texas has to offer, you know, I go out there for a salad or something, you know. that's It makes sense. Salad's healthy.
you know, yeah, you just eat the steak at home, you know, yeah, <laughs> cook, yep. eat the salad there, yep. Yep. take a dessert to go and there have a go. good evening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this is another one from Warden, which we appreciate <laughs> these questions and they're, they're coming in good. He said, do you carry, uh, do you carry choice briskets from RC Ranch? <laughs> is this a real place? <laughs> okay. Yes. RC is a ranch out of Angleton and uh, hey, he, awesome. he knows, uh, he knows that they don't make Choice. Oh, they don't have choice cattle. No, they are Wagyu and they are uh, a top-notch ranch. Um, you know, Ryan Cade, what they do, they're in with, you know, Lighthouse Charities and some other folks. They're really good people doing things the right way. Um, Angleton, we carry their whole line. We're their only retail right now, and they uh, they carry some good stuff. They definitely don't carry choice, though, Caleb. Okay. <clears throat> So you had mentioned that earlier. You said like South Danbury, like you know Danbury, Angleton, mm-hmm. that Brazoria County. Is mm-hmm. that a good a good uh, like ranching hotspot? It you know it is. There's a, a lot of and you can implement a lot of feed programs down there. The natural vegetation it it, is, it works out. It it uh, it complements a cattle ranch down there. Um, you know a lot of guys I talk to they're they've moved from hill country or North Texas south to be in that type of area. So you know which I'm all for. Come yeah. on, you know let's yeah. get a. Uh, Let's get more of y'all in Houston. Let's put you on a platform where we can, you know, really get names out there and, and support local, man. You support know, Texas. So. With us not really seeing ranch, Kurt had mentioned, he's like, I don't think of ranches when I think of our area or even, I grew up in Angleton and I have a lot of friends from Danbury. I moved to Lamarck when I was about 10 years old, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing cows, but not enough to where I'd be like, oh, that's, you know, that's See, a ranch. The difference is, is I grew up in Nebraska, which is cow country. That's the hub. Right? Yeah. Like steaks and everything come from, like they, Omaha steaks is. They know. supply like the country. So a lot of cattle born in Texas or Wyoming or even out east in the Carolinas, Georgia, they're bred there, brought to Nebraska for feed programs. And the reason being the feed program and the weather. Now, they eat a lot of good stuff in Nebraska. One, two, the weather and everything it builds them up. It builds the cattle up. It's it's a, a higher prime programs, choice programs, all that. A lot of high quality product comes out of Nebraska. Hmm. It's really unfortunate this last year what happened up there. Did you have family up there? I did. My, my, Everybody uh, okay? Yeah, my okay. my uh, aunt and uncle owned uh, like a it, it was a pancake like breakfast place, and uh, yeah, it, it flooded out, uh, which was kind of sad, but. Yeah. They're they're back open, I they're believe. Back open, everybody's yes. good, everybody's okay. Yeah, stack and steak is the name of it, which is kind of cool. So you can get steak and also pancakes. That so it's kind of like a family so good owned, right like so Kelly's good right almost, which is cool. Awesome. Um, one of the things I, I was gonna say with that too is I remember there's this place in Broken Bow, in Nebraska, and it's like miles upon miles. Like I'm probably get if I remember, it's like four or five miles worth mm-hmm. of cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they did. Like you drive up there and it was one cattle place, but it was four or five miles, just cattle, 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 cattle. Mm-hmm. What I think of ranches in Texas, I think of the Longhorn ranches. Is that, do you guys carry Longhorn? And, and I how do have some Longhorn beef. It is a, it's an all natural grass fed out of Winnie. Um, we carry some, we have some of their product line out. Um, but Longhorn, you know, it's, it's different from your, from your other cattle. It's not going to be the. It's not going to be the tender as tender as as other cattle are. So I mean, it's a, there's people that that want it and some people that don't. So we we definitely have it available, but it's not for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> the other question that we got here, and I'm going to guess that this is a, a straight up no. Do you carry Wagyu chickens? <laughs> and guess who said that? <laughs> I'm on text right now. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, we do. We carry Wagyu, buddy. <laughs> I would try it. I mean, look, what's the difference? Okay, I think I'm- he's at work right now, too. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> Texas boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, he's having fun with this. Yeah. But, you know, what makes these, like, choice, what makes it Wagyu, what makes it Kobe, like, are they literally, like, singing to these cows, giving space, like, massaging them, getting the... Now, there, there's some of that that goes on overseas. Okay. Uh, with the terms of in terms of music and massaging and all that stuff. Um, it's basically comes down to feed programs. Um, you know, a lot of Wagyu, they're, they're doing, you know, they, you get a hop diet, barley and hop, so what you would get in, you know, adult beverages you're going to have there in their feed program, and it helps with the marbling and, and all that. And then you're going to have your basic uh, grain-fed and, you know, organic grain supplementation, stuff like that, and that leads to uh, the, the marbling, being choice, less marbled prime, more marbled wagyu, looking like amazing. Cool. So whenever cooking teams like Los Primos and cooking teams like uh, Chef Mary Bass's cooking team, well, her yeah. husband's starting to smoke, Mister Mary. He's got some amazing stuff too. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were over at uh, I've eaten a few times, but over at their uh, it was their Memorial Day party. We had the kids over. Everybody had to do. It was a great time. Yeah. And he he was cooking for like two days, and that's the first time that my son ate a brisket. Really? I thought my son was going to be a vegetarian. <laughs> like, boy, you can be anything you want. Were you concerned? Be- yes, I was. And he took a bite of that brisket, and I had a tear, single tear run down. Um, How old had- is he? He's three years old. Okay. And he literally ate, I think, like almost a pound of brisket over at Miss Mary Bass's house. Oh, that's awesome. Sam. He did burn ends and all that. and Yeah, him and uh, there's a lot of. A lot of good cooks out there. It's about the burn-ins, though, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that kind of like the um, best, the most flavor, everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, burn-ins, man. You get a good glaze on there, good brown sugar. That is meat candy. So you can do it with pork belly, beef. I've seen a couple other guys do it. We had some chocolate. Yeah, there was a chocolate-coated burnt-in that they did. That was lights out on that one. But um, you can have a lot of fun with the product. I'll tell yeah. you that much. You know. you know, mentioning Mr. Mary and and the the brisket that he's putting out, mm-hmm. we've had his barbecue sauce that he mm-hmm. has created. He actually that dropped us off some. Awesome. It's pretty legit. I've got, I've got a jar in my fridge, and I put that on everything. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I was eating French fries with it last night. Yeah. Yep. Wait, we have we haven't had that barbecue in a long time. He she hasn't brought us any. Oh my gosh. Well, we gonna, got yeah, that's true. Yeah, we haven't. I'm gonna flip this table. Kurt, Kurt, uh, <laughs> and a lot of people, you know, you get really 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 attached to, to food especially barbecue what is more texas than than barbecue is there anything that you can tacos. think of well tacos you know obviously they are a big part but we have oh, to say mexican sean food. i'm so, sorry i answered for sean boy's all about his tacos this morning man you're, you're all about that talk <laughs> you're making me really hungry with all this talk of tacos though man i walked in to the gas station this morning and mm-hmm. somebody saw me and they're like Get this man a taco! And, like, was yelling it through the gas station. I'll pay for it! I did not have breakfast on the way over, but I'm definitely going to go get some tacos after this. Um, I guess, I guess you know, working the land would be uh, an extremely, you know, Texan thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, you know, just being good, looking out for one another. That's just the way, uh, way of the... That's what I learned. Yeah. You know, and that's how I was raised. So. How is the ranching, like, scene? Do we need more ranches? Is that something that, like, we're... Like, hey, we, we're about to, like, run out or we need more. Is it doing no, good, thriving? I, I, I think instead of having more, I think we need to support the ones that we have, um, hmm. you know, because it's, it's a tough business. 
you know, and it's scary to go into any business, but particularly that you have so much you have to do and take care of. And then you have to find ways to sell all of your cattle, um, you know, and, and keeping the, that American dream going, you know, like so long ago, guys came over, started ranches, started. Some of those guys still have the ranches that their great grandparents or great, great grandparents mm-hmm. had, you know, and a lot of pride involved in that. And we aim to just keep them going. You know, it's it's a big thing, you know, to not only support Texas, support local, but it's just the right thing to do. You know, you know since John Wayne was no longer around ranches, it's just it's been really tough. <laughs> hey, here's some more questions. Actually, whenever they were talking about the the Wagyu chicken, Mary Bass said only a Chick Fil A. <laughs> so they sell the, that the is Wagyu some chicken. good chicken. Uh, this yep. is this is a, another question. Said, do you sell breaded chicken? You sell some seasoned stuff. Do you? We sell marinated uh, and dry rub stuff. We we don't really do the breading, um, or we don't sell anything cooked. Um, so no breaded. I mean, it's something we can arrange. That can always be worked out. Yeah, you know, I've got the breading on hand, but. We've kind of gotten away from not only obviously the MSGs and and all of that stuff, but you know your your starches and your your breadings. So we're we're really on the keto trend. Yeah, uh, we do a lot of pork rinds and and almond flours and all of that to to supplement for it to uh, you know make everybody on keto make their their life a little bit easier and enjoyable. There's you know? a bunch of people on keto. Like keto is the thing. It is. It is, and it's it's a tough thing to do, man. And it's it's really it benefits a lot of folks with health issues. So mm. we we saw that, we noticed it. We had some really, had a really close friend who was having a lot of trouble on keto, like he's a young man again, you know? And it, that's not everybody's story, but you know, we see that and of course we wanna help them. You know, you can only eat so much food that's bland and just what it is. So why not get creative? Why not get funky Yeah, and have some fun with it? So cool. we're trying to keep that rolling. Here's a, a comment from Matthew. He said, shout out from Ron Carter, Hyundai, and Air Technology ah, Fajita Champions. Fajita Champions. What up, Matt? He said, yep, yep. Let, let's talk fajitas. Let's talk a little bit of fajitas. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there's beef and chicken, right? Or can right. you, you yep. can, I see some seafood fajitas sometimes, but mm-hmm. like, what what do y'all carry? Do y'all season some of that as well? Yes, we do. So, we have a variety of fajita marinades. Only one generally out in the case most of the time. Others are upon request, which we're still <clears throat> getting that. Uh, structured up so we can sell it accordingly um it's the cut of meat you know and traditionally you're going to have inside skirt it's going to be the good old-fashioned fajita which is all good and great you know and then you have your outside skirt which is better mm-hmm. uh the game changer is is a sirloin flap um that really it changed changed the game on fajitas a lot of our customers in league city uh, initially had no idea what it was um you know it doesn't sound all that appealing it's flap you know yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't really jump out at you you know and mm, flappy you know so yeah exactly <laughs> right and it's it's a great muscle for for fajitas and that's what we sell that's what these guys are winning their fajita cooks with maddie bill over there and uh and jeff muleton air technology league city that's what they won on is wagyu sirloin flap and wow that changes fajitas for everyone yeah uh, it cooks just like a fajita it cuts just like a fajita uh keep this in mind for your tacos over there sir um, it it's a game changer on it. We and judged, uh, we've judged a couple of cook-off competitions uh, recently. The the Texas City Firefighter Games on mm-hmm. 6th Street, mm-hmm. they have a, a cook-off, and fajitas is one of the the things that we were able to judge. Yes, sir. Man, and there's a lot that goes in to cooking a meat. I know, but like judging the meat because my taste and his taste is different. Totally but some different. of them, yep. Yep. man, it's just it's just a big it's a big task. It's but it's a fun. difficult thing to do because those guys 
generally when they're doing it at cookoffs, mm-hmm. they're professionals. Yeah, and it's all good. So you got to be picky, and that's hard to do. You know, and every time I eat fajitas, I just like fajitas. Yeah, fajitas are are awesome. You wrap something up in a flour tortilla or corn tortilla, and I'm good to go. I know we were getting fussed at because like. I brought in my own tortillas, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, we're judging fajitas. So, I, you know, I'll just bring my own in my pocket and I'm sneaking mm-hmm. out. I have one of those Lupe tortilla ones. So it's like as big as like four <laughs> of my heads and I was just like tearing off and they caught me and you get uh, you get fussed at. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're they're not going to do that at our taco cook off on October 12th. <laughs> the tortillas provided. Yeah, it's got to <laughs> be. So that's the fun thing about our taco cook off. You know, it's based on the meats. Mm-hmm. So you can bring if you want if you feel that your meat is better with a corn. Shell, you can do it in a corn shell. If you want to do it in a soft taco, you can do it in a soft taco. You know, whatever you want to do, you get that choice, mm-hmm. and then the judges get to decide. So there's not a like a, a flour tortilla section. It's everything up against it just based on the meat. And there's nothing better than a good old homemade corn tortilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing better. I don't like corn tortilla. Oh, Some barbacoa, Any kind. cilantro, lime. Yeah, you've had corn tortillas like most most of the time. Yeah. Well, you know, street tacos, they'll come in those and you I mean, mm-hmm. he's I don't know, he's not from here. We I'm sorry. I have to apologize to everybody watching, but Look, he, Nebraska's got great meat. I'm sure y'all do. And Mary said, "That's that's about it. That's the only thing good to come in. Did you see that comment on there? Tom Osborne. No. no. Nebraska football. Okay. You know, talk, talking about stone cold meats. Yes, if sir. somebody has some something that they like, you know, hunted or they have some meat and they want it processed. Is that something y'all offer as well? Yes, we do processing. We didn't really advertise it the first year. We ended up doing uh, it was well over 500 orders and about 600 plus animals uh, last year. Uh, we did not expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were kind of caught, well, very unexpected. Um, you know, so there's a lot of late nights. But yes, we process all cool. that, all animal. We do, you know, nail guy axis or it's all of it. All the wild stuff, you know, we, we've uh, talked a lot with, with the health department about stuff. The only thing I'm, I'm finicky on is feral hog. I don't like that coming into the market. Why is that? Uh, just reasons being it's feral hog, you know, <clears throat> and, and if I am going to do feral hog, it's going to be after hours, um, you know, and, and all that. But we do all the all the wild game needs. We got it covered. What's a feral hog? Like what? what wild is- hog. Texas hog. Wild. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that a bad thing? Like they're or, invasive species. They're they've it's all year round. The hunting season is now. There's no trap limit or anything. They're taking over. They're rooting up fields, um, ruining farmers' crops. You know, messing with a lot of stuff. So it's uh it's a big thing now to kind of try and clear that up. And they're having a heck of a time with it. So here's another question from Mike Hightower. He says, Sean, do you think you'd ever put together your own barbecue cooking uh, cookoff team one day? Yes, Mr. Hightower, sir. We're uh in the works um you know i don't the time you know blessed not busy but the time is a big thing to get out and actually go to these events yeah someone um, just needs the name i yeah, feel like they'd yeah. be like okay we need the name I've your got, blessing i've got two guys <laughs> i've got two guys that want to do it and they'd be stone cold cookers and there are some you know there's some some big dogs out there on the ibca circuit so you know there's a lot that goes into that we'd have you know a lot we're the first year it, it feels like we've been open five years um the first year's really really gone off um, so there's a lot we have to work on and we're just trying to keep it all in front of us right now. But stone cold cookers is a thing that's coming up in the, uh, stay tuned on that one. Stone cold cookers. It goes I feel good. like it's like a, a grill or something. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad idea either. Stone cold. I'll take cooker. some of your ideas. <laughs> just keep me around. I'm going <laughs> to throw out all these great put ideas. You on, put you on payroll, man. Come on. So we got to I'll about- give you a vacation. I promise. 
Yeah, no, no vacation here. That's your best bet, Curry. You better go work for Stone Cold. Stone Cold, uh, man. Do you got the application? Let's go. I'm looking for any opportunities. Um, Employee vacation. 16. <laughs> hey, so we have about three minutes left. Mm-hmm. Can you... Uh, can you share a little bit, I guess, about what the future holds? And I know we've touched on it, but if you could accomplish anything in this next year, you know, what what would it be? What's the goal for for Stone Cold in, going into year two, right here, starting in July? Involving ourselves, we've been involved. There's there's two things um, that's that's important to us and our core values. Uh, being more involved with charities in the local area and helping out more people that need help. Um, that's a big thing to us. We take that very seriously, and then you know. Um, expanding you know we want to expand a little bit now we were dabbling in the second location uh, we kind of drew back from that it's a it's a business plan now it will happen it's going to be in the future but expanding our current location okay that's our that's our focus now just becoming larger and and having more to offer to the public you know what you need you need a store in Lamarck I've heard I've heard I've heard South Shore I've heard Lamarck I've heard Galveston I've heard a lot of stuff. So there's my wife. She studied and planned on this for, I mean, bless that woman, six months for the location, five yeah. months. And she went through it all, um, just finding the location. There's a lot that goes into picking a location, and it's always location, location, location. For we'll sure. Se- we'll send you a This is Lamarck video, and mm-hmm. then you'll want to bring your business. And we'll edit you in. <laughs> we'll like, put we'll it back and be like, like yeah, you'll be yeah, you'll have you'll a good be spot. the feature. I I would you know I'd love to be. There's a lot that we're planning on and working on, and it's it's all coming up. It's all happening pretty fast too. So. All right, is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, thank you, thank you all for the support. You know, and and you know, we support back. You know, so anything we can do in the community to help, everybody knows. Don't be shy. Come and talk to us. You know, and and thanks for, thank you for shopping with us. We appreciate every single customer and their family. We're going to do our best to take good care of our customers. So. How phone number, social media? If you if oh, you're yeah. listening right now and you haven't liked Stone Cold Meats, invite people to go like the page. It's, you know, two eight one four five six thirty two hundred. It'll either be me, Matthias, or Daniel, or my wife answering the phone, um, and we got you covered. Whatever you're looking for. All and, right. And Warden Ryan's competition chickens wagyu chicken, <laughs> wagyu, wagyu wagyu chicken. <laughs> okay it's 958 we're gonna take a quick break thank you so much sean for joining us thank today. y'all for having me man it's been a great time thank you go check out stone cold meats and give them a like on facebook go visit the location and you know pick up that that competition wagyu chicken and you know it'll change your <laughs> life this is kta radio 99.5 fm all right, guys, if you're watching right now, make sure that you go and also like K-H-E-A Radio on Facebook. We're trying to grow our numbers a little bit. We have some goals that we want to do. And that taco cook-off that's taking place October 12th, all you have to do uh, is just follow along K-H-E-A Radio, and we'll give you all of the details as yeah. it gets closer. That's about to take our life over, that taco cook-off. We're excited. We a lot of work, John. Well, that's what we've learned. And- I need some help. You probably yes. yes. I know people that do this for a living. We okay. would love it. We love would it. Literally, they would love to do this, and they would just do it out of, you know, goodness of who they are. You know? Okay. Um, they would love to come by and help. I'll I'll talk to a couple guys see if they're not. The IBCA circuit is finalizing right now. Mm-hmm. It's rocking and rolling until the thirtieth of June, and then there's a lull. So I think you'll hit that sweet spot. It starts back up. Guys really get out hitting it hard in October, but at least to plan the event, it's the twelfth of October, right? Yes, it's okay. a Saturday. Okay, yeah. To plan that, they'd have plenty of free time. The the IBC, we, we're gonna get this an IBC event. They need oh, to introduce tacos. I hope it not this one. Okay, but yeah. in the future. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm working on. I'm trying to get a, a, a 
Mr. Cherry, president of IBCA. He's a busy guy. Um, so there's there's a Do lot you of have changes. A, you can you can shoot us his phone number. We won't mind. I have his Facebook. That works. That works. Yeah, we'll interview him on Facebook. He's Greg Sherry, uh, Texas Pepper Jelly, president of IBCA. He's good good people. So. Somebody write. Are you writing this down? Texas Pepper Jelly. Mm-hmm. IBC. I don't know. A lot of good guys out there. They'd love cool. to help you all out. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all How about. Do we get it's, so many it's a tight community, man. You know, yeah. it's really, really tight out there. That's cool. Yeah, we'd love to t- like to to interview him either on the phone or bring him in, or I don't know if he's if he's local or where he's at. But oh, goodness, where is he out of? He's he's local, but not too local. You know sure. how what Texas is. Local mm-hmm. can be three hours away. But you know. all right, cool, cool, cool. I've got to go make sure we're not. It's not on fire over there right now. <laughs> well, last time, you know, I, me and Kurt, we were talking about this a little bit before, but about. Y'all hadn't been open too long, and you were scheduled to come in, but you're like, guys, I got in. The electricity is out. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> oh, that was a bad day. And being a small business is like, yeah. I mean, I got, we got, yeah. we got to do something. You know, I have meat, I have everything. Mm-hmm. The business, we, you know, we this needs to be take priority. We're like, yeah. okay, yeah, we understand. Yeah, yeah sorry so about that. That was no, it's all good. No, it was a guy who's uh, Air Technology, Jeff Muleton. Uh, he owns owns the uh, refrigerate. Well, not refrigeration, but uh, Air Technology Heating and, and Air Conditioning. And he was giving me some guff about being off and uh, on a Monday. He was like, who closes on a Monday? The Astros are playing here. We were just going yeah. back and forth, friendly banter. I was like, all right, we'll go open the doors, right? Just calm down, quit, quit talking smack. <laughs> we'll go open the doors. And uh, so we go up there, we open the doors, and everything's off. That's not good. Yeah. That's, that's not good at all. Yeah. So, of course, I panicked, you know, and then it was just a cleanup, you know, and it had been off for six hours, I think, maybe five hours, which everything holds temp. It's like a cooler. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it'll stay cold for a day or two, but still, yeah, that was a that was a moment of panic. Uh, you're talking about eighty thousand dollars in inventory, you know, in excess of ninety, ninety to one hundred if you count the coolers out front. So mm-hmm. that was only a little nerve wracking. <laughs> oh, I bet, man. Well, I, I went a little gray that day. Yeah. Probably lost a little bit up top, but. You know. <laughs> all good all is well that ends well and yes so, that's yeah. good. to this day i still owe that man for that because if it had gone a couple of days we'd have been that's our losses yeah our insurance at the time no good. <laughs> we found out about that afterwards we thought we had good insurance we did not so we had literally lost seventy thousand dollars that's a lot yep Oh man, I'm blowing up here. But then you found out, so you're able to <laughs> to get that. Yeah, that yeah. So yeah. he comes in, and I'm like, I'm buying your steak this time, dude. You know, <laughs> every time it's on me. Don't worry about I got it. Got your yeah. wagyu chicken right yeah, here. Got wagyu your wagyu chicken. chicken. It was gonna go bad anyways. Oh. It's like bangerang from uh from the movie Hook. Yeah, <laughs> it's like good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, Sean. Hey, thank you. Anytime you want to come on again, thank please so let us know. Thank you. We need to come check you out. Yeah, I was a little nervous. I'm a nervous public speaker. I think I lightened up a little bit in the middle there somewhere. You did. You did it great. You did great. For you sure. did fantastic, I'm son. I'm a little bit more uh, funny. <laughs> always nervous. Yeah, we want to we want to come back and do like a live social media thing. We had we were planning on doing one, but then we had talked. That was right whenever Joe Perez was coming to do, which yeah. turned out great. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, we'll we'll give him time because if you release something on it, you know, it's a, and we love we're we're friends, you know, yeah. but the yeah. schedule of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. no, he uh, that day he did the interview. The wife and I we hadn't slept right in about two days. Kids hadn't slept right. We had one sick, and everybody was man down. Yeah. 
so literally when we did that video, I think my wife and I collectively had about eight hours of sleep in two days. Oh, so man. You looked a little rough. <laughs> I told him, I was like, Joe, man, we got to do another one. Well, you know, Joe. I'll send the kids off to San Antonio with the grandparents. <laughs> we can sleep for a few days, and that way I can be. Well, know, it turned out great. Yeah, it, it, it was good. It was good. He's a, he's a good dude. And for sure. With that. that got our doors kicked in on Christmas. <laughs> that, that we're still limping from that one. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey, thanks, Sean. Hey, did y'all enjoy that? With Sean Stone. We hope to uh, bring Sean back. Maybe we can go check out his spot. Um, I saw Jennifer Fuller on here. We had planned. We were gonna go. We were gonna go to uh, us and, and Jennifer. We were gonna go do like this uh, a social media thing, kind of check it out together. And then that's whenever we had found like, hey, Joe's about to drop video. Let's let's wait, and that way we can space out just certain certain little things. What's up? Good morning. How's it going? Good. That's How are good. you? Doing pretty good. Um, we're excited. So we were just talking about meat. We were talking about tacos, the taco cook-off that's coming. Yes, in October. Yeah, we are excited. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Awesome. There's a lot going on. The one thing that, for those of you who are still tuning in, we're going to be talking about tacos. There's tons <laughs> and tons of tacos. This is our taco expert. She goes to taquerias all over the Houston area. Maybe yes, the world. I and I think I think that Eventually. you know where the best tacos are. Some of the best tacos, definitely. Yes. You can go ahead. Yeah, move that up. Move can it closer. Do what you got to do. Oh, you oh it's the double headphones here. Oh, okay. If you move them both off, then it'll uh, stay where it needs to go. But hey, if you're watching Ooh. on Facebook, did you share this video out? Did you enjoy uh, talking to Sean Stone, and we enjoyed y'all's interaction and questions. Even about the Wagyu chicken. That's funny. <laughs> Jesus chicken is even better. We had Chick-fil-A in here, <laughs> and you know how hard it was not to call them Jesus chicken? I feel like it shouldn't be that hard. Like, it is. I don't think it's, it's like, that hard, Kurt. No, he just doesn't have self-control. <laughs> Did you catch it? all of the... The stuff about Kurt's like IQ testing and how it's like on the lower side. I heard a bit of that earlier, just that it's at 83. Yep. That's all. I don't know if that's, is that low? They say, yeah, um, they so. say 85 to 105 is like average. So it's below well, average. Maybe it was just, maybe if you take it again, it'll be. Well, yeah, if I take it again, 85. I'm not taking it around Gardy, who's like the biggest <laughs> distractor during testing ever. <laughs> ever. He's, He's the worst. I'm not. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, and they said that you can't take that same test again because it's going to be the same the same question. You have to wait like 6 months. But you know, to be fair, like there were questions on there where it asked you something and then you couldn't remember it anyway, so I doubt you'd <laughs> remember it was like That was a hard test. The cow the cow jumped over the moon. How many cows are there? He's like, uh, I don't how many cows were there? How much no, remember they there? Oh, say, like, the cow jumped over the moon and the spoon went and hung out with the fork. How many forks were there, or something like that? And you're like, you don't know how many. It just said the forks, you know, like eight. I don't know. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It's okay. It's the stupidest test I've ever taken in well, my I life. Well, I kind of want to take one now. Yeah, and it's like, here, take a look at this picture. We're gonna make this picture disappear. Now tell us what one was not in the picture. And you're like, there were like eighty thousand things in that picture. How are you supposed that to know? I didn't see? Yes, how are you supposed to know? Like, was that lion in the picture? I don't know. And like puzzles, like okay, here's a puzzle, and now put it back together, or like where was it? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> really it interesting. You know, a portion of it was time. There was like three sections, and I think one half of a section was. There was ten parts. Was time, and also I was on a time crunch because I was trying to get out of here, so that I had a, a thing to do. I had to 
you know, people were waiting on me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, obviously... That adds pressure. It was a 45-minute test, which he knew, like, going into it all day. I was not <laughs> planning on me taking the test. Well, that's just poor planning, poor time management. But I was, like, literally, like, fixing <laughs> the cables. And it's not like... his fault. He has an 83 IQ, so <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, we can't really... We can't blame him too much. Guardy was like, hey, you're going to take this test. I'm like, okay, I guess I am. I wasn't planning on it. He knew he was taking the test. Entire- <laughs> Again. 83 and that's now he's like well now you can't fire me and now I have justification for everything like I'm an idiot for Indian everything. <laughs> I'm an idiot you can't you can't blame me for that Kurt you didn't do your work yesterday I'm sorry I'm an idiot hey here's can't a fire com- me. here's a comment that says hi wander through what is wander through uh that is the name of my blog where I cover food and books and uh different hidden gems in the Houston area that's cool. And by food, I mostly talk about tacos. Yes, talking about tacos. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you perfectly on here. I'll just, just flip the, the camera left. back. That's what I'm saying. It looks good. <clears throat> okay. And you're fine. I know. It looks great. Yeah, it looks really good. Usually uh, when people say you're fine. You're not fine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, put that camera shot back on there so I can so we can show her. But it'll take a, like 10 seconds. But No, it looks fine. Whenever you did the three, uh, which we'd have to realign... It was it was perfect. She was uh, she was pretty lined up because that's where Sean was sitting. But okay, I just thought maybe there was a little bit of headroom behind. Well, you know what? <laughs> I mean, there yeah, there could be. Okay. okay, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, sounds good. So is everybody through. everybody fine <laughs> after Kurt's distracted me. I was trying to listen to what you were saying, but uh, yes, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> the name of my blog is Wander Through, and I cover food and books and then hidden gems in Houston and around. Um, in the surrounding areas, um, and by food, I mostly cover taquerias every Thursday, and now um, we're building up content for Taco Ventures, mm-hmm. which is a video segment um, where I actually cover <laughs> what I'm eating, and it's a lot of fun to film. Is it Taco Ventures or Taco Venture? Because I've never... The, the graphic says Taco Venture, but we call it Taco Ventures... It's. I, I think I need to update the graphic on that. Maybe you. Maybe you should because it's multiple ventures. It is, and w- the number three one was just sent to us today. Yes. So maybe tomorrow we'll be able to get to that where we can drop another segment. Where did you go this time? I went to Taqueria Puro Jalisco, and they are in Pasadena, Texas. Ooh. So um, that place is really good. I hadn't been there in a while. I kind of honestly forgot how delicious their tacos are. Yeah. So. Have people been sending you suggestions now that they've seen it? Yes, I actually got a couple of messages um, from some friends, some Facebook friends who follow the page, and then I share it out on my personal page. Yeah. And um, they're like, hey, I know someone that has a a taqueria, or I know one, like, make sure you, you know, add it to your list. So that's always, that's cool. I love that the different taquerias have different, like, names that are, like, really super hard for me as a, (laughs) as a taco lover. I do do love tacos. But some of those taquerias, I can't say. It's like taqueria el gato. Can you even say taqueria? Taqueria. (laughs) You're like taqueria. And usually the the names of the taquerias are based on either the family name or where they're from in Mexico. And it'll kind of tell you what sort of food they specialize in. So when it says scorpion. Alacran, well, maybe it's just very spicy. I don't know. Mm. (laughs) Well, el alacran, I mean, usually it's a surname or where they're from 
Or they could just be creative, like El Taquito, mm-hmm. you know, El Aracran. But then um, the last one, one was of the Gato, food trucks, right? That I no, you're no, just making that Gomea, up. That's oh. and that was the um, the last name of the owner of the truck. Because I asked the woman who was helping uh, us where out. to come from. Mm-hmm. Cool. And their and their family name is Govea. Okay. So we we have this comment from the Moore Memorial Public Library, and it says, "Grab the tacos of Texas," author Rio Mondo. And I th- I remember we were talking about this last time, but you can literally learn anything at the library. Absolutely. And I really love our cookbook section. We have so many, and they're just really good cookbooks. Like any sort of diet that you're looking to try or any cuisine, we've got it covered. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are often surprised when they come in and ask for something very specific, like some of the diets, the paleo diets and the keto diets. And then we have people coming in asking for Indian cuisine and um, Tex-Mex cookbooks, barbecue cookbooks. Mm-hmm. So. So, so like people who like Sean, you know, if you're if you're trying to learn how to use stone cold meats or how to use some of those stuff inside of like a, a grill or, or to, you know, cook some of that stuff. You could use that from the library and look it up. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got everything from beginning barbecue to I need to try some new stuff. You know, I'm a seasoned griller and I'm trying to expand my skill set. Yeah, I I noticed a, uh, let's see, a post that showed up on my Facebook feed yesterday. It was Ronnie Killen, the gentleman who owns like Killen's Barbecue and there's some other places. But, you know, he's written books and kind of just like describing like hey this is what I do this is my story mm-hmm. so you can literally learn how to how to smoke meat or like autobiographies or yeah everything. and so they're not just they don't just jump right into the recipes a lot of times um the chefs behind the cookbooks give you some um a look into what how they came to be where they are what influences them what their pantry looks like what they like to cook with and how you can um, acquire similar spices and yeah. meats and cheeses, things like that, and herbs. And then they jump into the recipes. So, it, I mean, they're a total experience. That's cool. We have about 53 seconds left, and then we're going to go on the FM as well. I'm excited to learn about the change that maybe has already started, that is coming to the library. We drove by yesterday on the way to the police station in texas city i was getting arrested i'm it was it was not a fun event Uh oh but he's here today <laughs> somehow i was hoping he'd at least like let him spend the night <laughs> to learn a lesson but i don't think he'll ever learn <laughs> so yeah 20 25 seconds but there's a lot of change coming yes and we are gearing up for it we've already we did a massive amount of books. We've um, put them up for sale for the friends group. And then we mm. donated a ton of books um, that we removed from the collection to um, surrounding groups. Okay, here we go. We got five seconds. How you love me. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Guardy. And I'm Kurt. We got Paloma from the Woo-hoo. Moore Memorial Public Library in studio. What's up, Paloma? Hey, y'all. How you doing? Doing pretty good. You know... We're looking at the calendar, maybe even yesterday, and we kind of like run through like, okay, what's going on for the day before? Just kind of get a rough run through. And he's like, hey, Paloma's coming in. And mm-hmm. Kurt was like, already? 
This he is, always says that. I know. <laughs> it goes by so fast. The months just kind of just roll. Yeah, they really do. Does so, it feel that way for you too, though? It's like, oh, I'm, I already have to go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. Okay, I don't good, know how good. Kurt feels about it, but I, I look forward to I it. I love this. I love being able to talk. It's the only place. Where listeners and and the radio world get tacos and library together. I've never seen that together <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been done before. Yeah, but now it has. So it, we're blazing a trail for everybody else to follow. <laughs> Is the Moore Memorial Public Library gonna sponsor the Taco Cookoff? Can we do that somehow? I know, because I know you're listening, library. I know Luke is listening. <laughs> Luke, can we do this? We need, we need sponsors. There, there are tons of sponsorship options for you. Oh, you know, so if you wanted to just put your name on some of the sponsorship stuff, I feel like a taco library is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it's benefiting Definitely. the United Way right there in uh, Texas City. Mm-hmm. So we're teaming up with them and have some cool stuff going. Awesome, sounds like a lot of fun, and I know the library would love to be involved. We'll get y'all involved so somehow. The, 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 you're saying yes. <laughs> Do the sponsorship <laughs> of the Taco Cook-Off taking place October 12th in Lamarck. Yes. All right. So, Luke, can you kind of walk us through, like, Luke's role at the Moore Memorial Library and then what your role is if somebody is not familiar with you yet? Sure. Um, let's see. So, Luke is our library director. He oversees um, all of the staff. Um, he oversees, what, um, six professional librarians, and then I believe we have... 12 support staff, including our part-time workers. Um, He also manages um, collection development, uh, purchasing of of books. He um, creates the budget, and he um, is the face of the library for um, the city of Texas City at the commissioner's meetings and other um, meetings that they have at the city. And so he promotes the library to other departments, connects us yeah. with them. And Luke has been at Moore Memorial Public Library for, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's eight or nine years. Wow. So he was the young adult librarian, and then he was the assistant director, and now he is the library director. Wow. Yes. So he knows that library in and out, and the community as well. Yes. That's that's a long time to be at a at a job, especially, and then working, you know, your way up. Mm-hmm. So Luke, we've had the opportunity to hang out with him and meet him and work on some uh, projects together that y'all had had put together. Are y'all going to be doing that again? Where it was the the food drive with the Galveston County Food Bank? I'm not entirely sure. That kind of depends on when we reopen after the library's renovation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are closing in August, and we're looking to be closed anywhere from three to four months. Uh, so that lands us right around November at the four-month mark. So so here's my question about this. Y'all are going to be closed for a long time. What happens to the seven full-time staff and two part-time support staff? What are y'all going to be doing? <laughs> Did you just have to look down and like <laughs> look at the comments and make sure you got it <laughs> right? So we are going to move off-site. We are going to be at what people call the annex building Mm -hmm. where the city engineering department is. And so they've got space for all of us to kind of move all of our um, workstations over there. And um, although we won't be working with the public, which we will miss, um, we will be uh, spending full um, attention and time on uh, projects related to the collection. So we will be continuing to weed books that we haven't finished. We have a set of books. We haven't finished weeding them all. 
Um, we'll be still cataloging new books and weeding processing or them. Reading. <laughs> weeding. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> <laughs> removing them from the collection based on uh their circulation frequency and uh subject coverage too. So if they haven't checked out in a very long time, then we'll make space for newer um books on the subject you know whenever you were saying like not open to the public are y'all gonna have to change y'all's name to the more memorial private library like, <laughs> like the four months until our close and then be like okay we're public again we're just gonna be more memorial library <laughs> not open to the public not open to the private the librarians are at the annex building and they're working so don't bother them because they're not they're not for for you right now and we're hoping to um kind of make opportunities for us to be out um, at places at different organizations, kind of like a library <clears throat> pop-up. Cool. Um, we know that a lot of our users rely on us for internet access. Um, we're kind of their link to the world. Um, some A lot of people do walk to the library, ride their bikes, and so us closing, you know, we, we don't like it, but it's for the good of the library, yeah. and we hope that they really enjoy what we're doing for them because really this is all for them As so the, sorry go ahead when are y'all going to open up again one more time um the plan i know everything's so subject to change months, so maybe like late october <clears throat> early november okay so if we had a library pop-up at the taco taco cook-off that may be possible that'd be really fun yeah as a booth that there. would be cool i was just gonna suggest because at some point you know the taco library needs to become a taco library is there going to be a taco pop-up inside of the library <laughs> Oh my gosh, imagine if on our reopening day we have taco trucks that would at the be library. Awesome. It's the only <laughs> library in the entire nation where they have a taco expert. Hey, I love it. We should do it. Mm -hmm. Help awesome. us make it happen. We know some taco trucks. Maybe we'll just send them that way. So it's like, okay, this weekend you're at the Taco Taco Cook-Off. Next weekend the library's open back up, so everybody just set up <laughs> set up there right there uh, you know, in the in the parking lot, I guess. Yeah. And the parking lot. It would work. Um, you know, there's a lot of programs in the middle of summer that I'm assuming are taking place. You know, what what do you all have going on from with the, the little guys? So I brought I brought a list because we have so many going on. I can't possibly remember them all. Yes. Um, so in addition to our story times every Tuesday and Wednesday morning at 10 a.m., we have additional programs in the afternoons and on Thursdays and Friday mornings. Um, so I'll start with the ones that are recurring. So every Friday morning, uh, we have Lego free build and that's for ages six to 14. And so they can come in and just play with all of our Legos. Wow. Yo, how many do you have? Is it a lot? It's a lot. I feel like it would be a lot. <laughs> we have a ton. Yeah. If you open it up to everybody, it's like, Hey, everybody six fourteen. Yeah. Come play. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun though. Yeah. It's a lot of fun and kids love it. And it's, you know, it's not, um, that you have to build anything in particular. So kids just love being able to have like no limits mm -hmm. on what they could do. And so uh, Tuesday mornings, we have our toddlerific story time that's ages one to three. And so um, they can come in with their parents and sit down for story time, sing a little song and blow bubbles and just have a good time. And then Wednesday mornings, uh, ages three to five are welcome to our preschool story time. And so um, they... Um, in addition to stories, bubbles, and singing, they also do a craft, too. Mm -hmm. And so there's a weekly theme this summer for those um, story times okay. um, for ages three to five. So coming up, um, let's see here. 
Actually, tomorrow we have our first ever cooking class at the at the library. Yeah, so we have Chef Jimmy coming to the oh, library. Jimmy Graves, and right? He, yes, and he's going to uh, walk ages five to twelve through making quesadillas and fruit kebabs. So historically, Whoa. food has not been allowed <laughs> in the library. But I guess since y'all are renovating everything, it's just like all the rolls go out the window. Anything no, goes. No. <laughs> We're about it's to renovate free, anyway. It's, it's you can spill your drink. You spill it. <laughs> like, Negative. I mean. So, um, to- super top secret. Only people who come to our uh, programs would know this, but we often have food. Yeah. Snacks. Times are changing. Drinks. I get Cheetos. <laughs> at our programs. All over the books. Like, Don't, I just like. Oh, sh- so, so now whenever we get books at the library, we're just going to blame Kurt. Cheeto yes. fingers. Cheeto. I know who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, I had <laughs> Kurt, a really Cheeto good fingers, double, double sandwich with like Cheetos inside of it. That is just good. Yeah. I'm a Cheeto, Cheeto Fingo. You got to have the Cheeto Cheeto fingers. You got this? <laughs> yes. So you're going to have Chef Jimmy there, and he's going to be walking uh, kids and anybody who wants to participate. Ages how, how to 5 make, to 12. 5 yes. to 12, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. What time, what time is that? That's at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Nice. Thursday, June 20th. And then next Tuesday, another super fun program, Hey Mikey's Ice Cream. It's going to be at the library and ages 5 to 12 are learning the science of making ice cream. Oh. That sounds like a blast. Have you ever made ice cream? No. I have never made ice cream either, but I know it's, I'm guessing, like ice and cream, and then you just like, kind of <laughs> combine it with it. flavors, and it, and it just works, but I'm interested to see that. There, my grandma used to make her homemade ice cream, and it was in a, a little machine, and you spin it around, and you spin it around, and then you put it in the freezer and freeze it. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good that way. It's delicious. Is it pretty hard work? I don't think it's a lot of work. No, it it's you, if you have the machine to do it and you have the ingredients, you can easily make your own homemade ice cream. All right. And I wonder what flavors they're gonna make. Mm. Hey, Mikey's has some pretty good flavors. What ice cream are you generally reaching for? Are you a f- big fan of ice cream? I am, but anything with chocolate. Chocolate. Anything yeah. with chocolate in it. I'm simple. Just anything with chocolate, no fruit. I don't, yeah, no, I don't no do fruit. Ice cream. I don't do fruity. Like ice strawberries cream. and anything like that. <laughs> what about you, Kurt? It's not a favorite of mine. I, I like something that has like the like cookie or or something like crunchy in there mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, so they have to have. You know, it could be anything, but as long as it has like a certain crunch or something different than just ice cream. So like, if you have like a, is it called like a la mode when you put the ice cream on top of like a brownie? Oh, yes. That's what I really like. Me too. Yeah. Same. Hey, hey Mikey's, they're located, I guess, on 6th Street. They have a location right over there in in Texas City. And they also have a place in Galveston as well. Yeah. I'm not, honestly, I'm a chocolate fan. And right now I'm doing like this six week thing where I'm like doing this this stuff, right? So I'm not like, I'm not allowed to eat any dessert for the next four weeks. But so you couldn't come to the Hey Mikey's program. I could come watch. I can watch. And I have pretty strong willpower. Like I could even make some and be like, I'm not gonna eat I'm not gonna eat any. You know what I mean? But it would be fun. I feel like it would be fun to learn how to do that and then to be able to like customize, yeah, chocolate, strawberry, just make it look pretty. Yes. (laughs) And I'd be like, Does it taste good? What does it taste like? What does it taste like? Are you enjoying it? Yeah. (laughs) And walk somebody. (laughs) So that's next Tuesday. Yeah, June twenty fifth, and that's at ten AM for children um, ages five to twelve. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, June 26th at 2 p.m., kids um, ages 10 to 12 can come in and design a T-shirt. So mm. we've got um, T-shirts of different sizes and different um, iron-ons. Nice. And um, they can just come and have fun and walk out with a cool shirt. That's fun. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I I remember doing something like that when I was a kid, like a craft, like in the summer, my mom being like, here you go, you know, some markers that you could iron, it would be permanent or Tie-dye shirts. Oh, yeah. I made a lot of tie-dye shirts. <laughs> it's the kid. best. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, let's see, so Thursday, June 27th at 10 a.m., ages 5 to 12 again, um, we're going to have sun power solar activities. So they're going to be making s'mores outside using the sun, and they're going to also be doing other, like, solar activities outside. How does that even work? <laughs> I'm curious as well. Actually, it was funny. Last week at the library, like in our uh, little staff lounge, we all saw marshmallows and chocolate and graham crackers piled on the table. And usually when things are piled on the table, that means like, go staff can dive oh, in. Yeah, yeah. But somehow we all knew to just pause on that. <laughs> and then I read that they're going to be making s'mores at this program, so they were just accumulating massive amounts of marshmallows mm. and so chocolate. Are they going to use, like, a, a lens fine, you know, like a, a magnifying <laughs> glass like you did for, like, the ants when you were little? What? I never did that. You didn't burn ants? No. I didn't either. No. <laughs> That was like the, the not nice kid in didn't Toy Sid, Story. Yeah, yeah, Sid did that in Toy Story. You kind of look like him a little bit now that we, <laughs> now that we bring it up. That's weird. Did you know? <laughs> so that was you. Were you like burning toys and why like ants? burning oh, toys? I torturing was burning ants. ants. What'd they do to you? I they, know, poor ants. It was fun. It was science. <laughs> did you also like kick their <laughs> ant pile too? Oh yeah. And then you get piles? mad. Why'd they bite me? <laughs> We we didn't have red ants in Nebraska. (laughs) So I learned that the first time I golfed in in Texas. I was just golfing away, and then all of a sudden I'm like standing there and I'm like, what is, what is, ah! So when an ant bit you, what happened like over the Nebraska ants? Does it hurt? Do they have ants? They don't don't bite. Like they're normal brown ants. Brown ants don't bite. Red ants are the, the fire ants are the ones that bite you. Okay, I feel like, uh, Luke, we need to fact check maybe like the history yes, of please. ants, uh, the movie Ants. I need to watch it again. But I stood Insects. On, on, on the anthill and I was like, bang. what the heck? And the guy I was golfing with, uh, Forrest, was like, it's uh, an ant. hey, uh, you're standing on an ant pile. Like, And I was like, does that mean I can move the ball closer to the hole? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Bugs Life, uh, which you could probably <laughs> rent at the Moore Memorial Public Library. Um, that's an option. So it's 1030. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. We're talking to Paloma, who's with the Moore Memorial Public Library. She also has a blog, Wander Through. And we're talking about these programs. These, uh, a lot of them are like five five to 12 years of, of age, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Is that the most active group or like who you all cater to the most or it's really all over the place? Well, really, we're trying to cater during the summer to 18 and under. Mm-hmm. Since they're out of school, they're free all day. We try to have as many programs as we can for different age groups. And so the ones I've been talking about have been for um, ages 5 to 12 and then um, 10 to 12. But yeah. then we also have programs for ages 12 to 18. And those are our teen programs. Cool. Yeah. So tomorrow at 2 p.m., um, ages 12 to 18 can come to our Oreo taste test challenge. What? I need some explanation. Yeah. So participants are going to be blindfolded Uh and given different flavored Oreos, and they're going to have to guess the flavors. There are so many flavors of Oreos now. There are. And Megan was doing some mad research the past couple of months to find some really good challenging flavors. Yes. (laughs) 
There's so many though. I feel like you would get to the point where it's like, please, no more Oreos. I've already eaten like a million. I can't eat another Oreo. It's almost like torture. And it's like this was supposed to be fun, but we have them blindfolded shoving Oreos. What flavor is it? It's ice cream. Tell us the flavor. Yeah. They have like double stuff, like half stuff, triple stuff. They have birthday cake, red velvet, ice cream, pistachio, mint, vanilla. Like there's Ooh, all kinds of yeah. Oreo flavors. I think they even have an orange flavor. Wow. I hadn't seen I that think. one, but I I don't doubt Maybe it. Maybe I'm making that up. No, I don't doubt it. <laughs> orange like her shirt. Is there an or- Yes, Kurt. <laughs> yes, That's very good, Kurt. You know, I wonder if we can find out how many different uh flavors of Oreos there are there is there an Oreo book we need more Memorial Public Library to drop us some facts right now on Oreo (laughs) I'm just googling how many Oreo flavors are are there they did say ants (laughs) I know they dropped a book number oh Wikipedia has a list of varieties I just need to know how many yeah (laughs) there is no limit wow it's staggering staggering (laughs) are you just scrolling through all the flavors oh my god yeah there's too many Give us a guesstimate. I can't. I can't. I can't. I <laughs> can't comprehend. It. It's it's overwhelming, <laughs> literally. But that's fun. That would be a lot of fun. So twelve to eighteen tomorrow at tomorrow at two, two. and then next Thursday, um, all of the teens um, on June twenty seventh will be doing a uh, design your own T shirt program. All right. Yeah. So they can get in on that if their little brother went to the one. Mm hmm. <laughs> then they can jump in on it. Come and make one too. Mm-hmm. How would you customize your shirt? I'd probably put a unicorn on it. A unicorn? That's a good yeah. good call. I'd, I, You know, now that we're thinking about Oreos, I would just draw a cookie, like an Oreo cookie on it, just because <laughs> that's what I'm thinking what? about. Yeah. No tacos? Well, you know, maybe on the back. I don't know. <laughs> it's just on the brain right now. But we're actually having a lot of people give the their favorite ice cream flavors, which is fun. Oh, really? Yeah. Peppermint ice cream is my favorite. This is Abel. He said, brown sugar cookies and cream is amazing from Cloud9 Creamery. Where's oh, that? Oh, yeah. That's in the Heights in Houston. And they, that, they're that they always out of it because it's so good. <laughs> Every time we yeah. go, they're running out of it. Yeah. yeah it's really good. Wow. <laughs> so what is there any other programs or that that's it for the foreseeable um, future? So that's for the remainder of June. Sweet. Um, so we're busy. We're keeping very busy at the library. Yeah. When are they kicking you out of the library again? <laughs> August? Well, we are closing officially August 3rd at 4 p.m. That's a Saturday, right at the end of our summer reading program. What are you going to do if there's people in there that refuse Um, to leave? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what are you going to do if there's people like, we're not, no, you can't tear a library down. Like, you know, sometimes people- we're not tearing it down. Well, I know, but the inside's going to be- Way different. Yeah, but if someone's like changed themselves to like one of the- the, uh, the the shelves of books, and they're like, I'm reading all they're of these. They're holding up signs, protect our library, protect our library. <laughs> we are protecting it. That's why we're doing a renovation to make it better, because it needs some work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, it's going to be kind of sad. Is it? Is there some sentiment there? What's the general feeling? Is it more excitement than it is like, oh, man, this change, we're going to be closed? Well, people want to know what it is we're doing. Yeah. They, I mean, I made some bookmarks that circulation are giving out as people are checking out books and just letting them know um, the dates for um, checking out items like July 13th. Um, is the last day to check out books. That makes sense. And then um, 
after that, all of the checkout periods will be reduced to one to two weeks because ideally we'd like our items back <laughs> before we close. Mm-hmm. Um, July 27th is the last day to check out DVDs because you get a two-day checkout, so bring them back in two days. Wow. But for anyone um, who misses that deadline, they can still drop off items to our Dropbox is outside of the library and we'll Man, be checking those, that periodically those finds it's like well i checked on a dvd i forgot i'm trying to return now, it now i can't <laughs> like man the library is closed yeah what's gonna happen uh, for that some maybe some <laughs> leniency i don't know man it's, it's starting to sound a little bit like you know the police you know who sit out there at the end of the month like doing those speed traps like trying to get that extra money wow i don't yeah <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. <laughs> yeah, but that's something I, you know, because y'all don't do this like every year. It's not something that you're used to, like, oh, this is what we do. But there's a lot of planning that goes into that because, yeah, we need to get our books back. But sometimes people don't, you know, they may have it for a month or two months and they're going to try and return and be yeah, like, they're not Yeah, and we open. know things happen. So um, I'm not, I actually, I didn't ask Luke about that, about any sort of overdue issues um, after August 3rd. But I'm sure him and Cheryl, our assistant director, have thought about that and have a yeah. plan of action. This is where we place. make our money back. This, this is this, where we pay this, for the renovation. Yeah. <laughs> so we after know. we close on August third, that Monday, all of our schedules will be eight to five, since we won't be closing at nine p.m. anymore. There's no need for anyone to come in at noon on a Monday, which I'm a little sad about because mm-hmm. I usually come in at noon on Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> what about accessing? books and movies through the apps are you still going to be able to do that while y'all are physically Absolutely. closed yes and so that's one of the things that we are really pushing for people and showing them how easy it is to do with their library card um, using uh, their mobile device or their tablet they can um, download the libby app by overdrive plug in their library card and then access ebooks and audiobooks hmm. and it's easy it's super easy. Yeah. Yeah. And so once we show people how easy it is, they're ecstatic and then they never need us again. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have an official statement from the More Memorial Public Library Facebook page, which I believe is Luke said, we're going to work with people with the uh, public to avoid the fines. That, that sounds like there a, you go. No, that's, that's a marketing ploy there. Like, that's like the, it's like we are assessing the situation kind of thing. <laughs> like when, when there's like, when you look behind you and there's like a place on fire and the fire official is out there like, Everything's fine. We are assessing this. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, even um, without the renovation, when people run into unexpected issues that keep them from being able to return items on time, they can come in and they can talk to uh, Luke or Cheryl about that. And then decisions are made on a case by case basis. We we are here to listen to you. We're not here to cause trouble. Yeah. (laughs) So yesterday I stopped into Barnes and Noble. And I the only thing I bought was uh, a coffee from Starbucks, right? <laughs> That's but, the only I buy either. <laughs> but I like to look at the book, you know, the magazines. I remember going to uh, you know Barnes and Noble like as a kid, you know, in in high school with my friends and just like look at the magazines, look around. They there's a bunch of interesting stuff, you know. And even well, since high school, I graduated in the you know, I guess the mid mid two thousands, right there. Mm-hmm. And it's way different now. You know, everything's accessible on the internet. A lot of stuff is changing. You know, Amazon turned into a, a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, where do you see the future of of the library going? Is there that, why is it so important to be able to, to pick up that that book and be able to touch it and feel it? And, uh, and, and as opposed to like, I'm going to order it online, I see it or, you know, 
What are your thoughts on all of that? Well, um, in addition to providing access to books and information, we provide resources to people who need them. So they come in to use the internet because they don't have it. They might have a data plan on their phone, but they need our Wi-Fi. Um, they need computers. They need to create a resume. They don't quite know how to get started. They come in and they ask us and we get them started. Um, in addition to um, our physical space, we also offer those digital um, collections. So we have our ebooks, our e audio books, um, because uh, some people, um, they can't physically read, but they still enjoy stories. And so audiobooks to me is reading to libraries. It is reading. So you can count that as reading. You're a reader if you listen to audiobooks. Uh, we also um, offer access to movies. Some people can't afford to have a Netflix account. So we have Canopy and they can create um, an account with a with just their library card and an email address. And now they have access to movies from all over the world hmm. and from different industries. They have docu documentaries, how-to videos, and then they can come in and physically rent DVDs for um, adults and for children. We have a children's section of DVDs as well. So, I mean, we really help people um, in, in all kinds of respects um, in different parts of their lives. Yeah. So whether it's improving job skills or if it's just to have fun, we give them um, the resources that they need to do that. You know, and that that's amazing. And then it kind of makes me sad because y'all are going to be closed for a little bit, but obviously with plans to reopen, make it make it better, more accessible. Yes. I know there's some places, even in Texas City, like whenever you mention, you know, someone needs to come in, you know, work on the computer, create a resume, putting that, that's all stuff that y'all, um, you know, they could do there. But there's places like Workforce Solutions, you know, in Texas City that we'd brought mm -hmm. in where they, they do some of that stuff as well. You know, are y'all going to be able to... You know, if somebody's like, hey, I need to do this, like point them in a direction like, well, if you need access to a printer, this is where you can go. If you need access to this, is that something I may work with people and help them out? Yes, absolutely. And so we're going to have all of those um, resources on our Web page, but people can still call us. They can still call us at 409-643-5977. And that is the library's number, even though we're off site and we will be answering the phones and helping people. So if they still need help setting up um, a Canopy account with their library card or a Libby account with mm -hmm. their library card, or they want to know where they can go to send a fax, we can help them out. That's awesome. And in, in right now we had the, the mission of the library uh, posted in a comment says, the mission is to create a community of lifelong learners in which all citizens share uh, e equally in the opportunities to increase skills, knowledge, and understanding in all fields, regardless of wealth, race, age, or cultural background. And that's, I feel like that's powerful, you know. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel to be a part of something that is uh, trying to accomplish this goal? I'm proud because that, that means that any and all are welcome to the library. And you can come in and ask us um, for help and we will help you. There's not a lot of places that you can call and ask for help or for information or for someone to, to kind of give you um, the resources or point you to the resources that you need. Um, and the library is that place. Yeah. You know, I just really want an opportunity where you make a bookmark with our logo on it and our information and it says go and like KHEA and you just slide it into every book that is checked out. <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible. <laughs> well, are you going to make these bookmarks? No. <laughs> are you going to donate books for us to give out as prizes where we can slip in a bookmark? No. 
I don't think, he, yeah, he wouldn't do either of those. No way. Well, but we still want that. <laughs> he can one dream, I guess. And, you know, we're letting you have a taco stand, you know, a library book stand at our taco cook-off. I mean. Conversations. You know, it's a, I mean, it's a conversation starter. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, I'm excited for all of the the cool, you know, upgrades and, and uh, renovations that are going to be taking place at, at the library and just excited to see how many more people will have access and take advantage. You know, everybody likes new things. Even people that probably hadn't been to the library in years are going to come because they want to see what happened. You know, there's a word for that. And I don't know. It's change. <laughs> they well, want to see the change, change the, the improvements. What's this? You know, like, hmm, let me just <laughs> put my nose in there. You're like, what is, what's and going on? And the people on? who usually come every day are going to be like, I don't like this. It's too oh, packed. It's- <laughs> oh, they're going to love our comfy new furniture. Oh. Our, our, our everyday patrons, yeah. they're not going to like that we're closed for three months, but they're going to love the new comfy chairs. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. What was the other thing that's shutting down for a lo- Oh, I was thinking of the uh, the 646. Oh, it's uh, about to the open. Bridge? It, the bridge? It's about to open, and people were upset about that. They, that it's going to open? No, that, that that it closed. Oh, that right. makes it hard to get from one side to the other. Right. I'd be well, mad it's going to be hard for us to get our library books in Texas City. <laughs> what was the last <laughs> library book you checked out, Kurt? Ender's Game. What? <laughs> when? Come at me. I know. Now it. we need to check that book for Cheeto fingerprints. In Texas City, they'd be like, proof. there is no Kurt uh, Cheeto fingerprints on this. <laughs> That's False. a lie. <laughs> you did not check this out. Andrew's Game was the last book that I checked out from a library. and was in Hastings, Nebraska in 2010. <laughs> June 2010. Hey, what do library cards look like? Do you have one on you right now? Because I remember being a kid. In a, of course. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I yeah. have three. Really? Yeah. With like your different aliases or or like this is like my library one. But I remember it was like a, a manila card and had a metal piece on it. Oops. <laughs> and they would stamp it. They would like stamp it and it would leave a mark on it. This was I mean in the early nineties when I was I re- my mom took us to the library all the time. I remember the school library where you had those insert cards mm-hmm. and you would pull the insert card write out and write your name and they would stamp the the date that it needed to be back and you put it back in. Okay. Yeah, we do have the date due that we still slip into the back pocket of the books. And then our, on our DVDs, we put a sticker with the date due. Yeah. Due date. Yeah. What does a library card look like now, though? Is it like a, an ID bag? I mean, I know she you- She doesn't have I it. Don't, I don't have my wallet, apparently. Does it have like a photo on it or something? I'm just wondering how, it, uh, how it's Let changed. me see if I can pull it up. Or maybe Luke will send me a picture That'd be nice, of it. Yeah. <laughs> Luke's thinking about firing you for not having your library card. I feel like he's like, you're well, supposed I to carry my, that. I have my library card number memorized. So, really? Yeah. Because wow. I use it a lot at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a Houston Public Library card and a Harris County Public Library card. So I kind of chop so around the whole for library. The whole books. county, Harris County, there's a library card. Yeah, they have everybody? a they have a a library system. All of those libraries are outside of the six ten loop, except for one in West University. Okay. Yeah. So is there a Galveston County Library card? Or there not is yet? not, but we are part of the Galco or the Galveston County Library System. But each of those libraries have their own library card. Okay. You know, I want to collect all of them. It's like the Pokemon. I just want to collect them all. <laughs> we did a vid- Well, you don't even have your own. <laughs> I have the the numbers memorized. <laughs> we did a, a, a video 
that was called This is Lamarck, focusing on all of the really cool things that are happening in Lamarck. Mm-hmm. One of the things we were trying to, to get was the Lamarck Public Library. We were on a very short deadline, so we stopped in multiple times. One time the entire library was shut down because they didn't have any electricity. Mm-hmm. Oh. But they opened it back up. You know, within the day or so. Yeah. Okay. But you know, if if you don't have any lights, you don't have any lights, right? Yeah. So we were trying to we were talking to some of the librarians and they were super nice. We we're like, hey, well our director is actually not here. You know, he'll be back on Monday. It was a Saturday or a Friday. I don't know what it was, but it was the weekend. We we're out, you know, getting footage. And we're like, okay, that's great, but the video has to be done, you know, by this time. If we could get you saying something, but they wanted to check with the director, you know. Um Well now you just need to do a a, a video, City of, video of them. Well, of too. the library? Yeah. Well, Maybe little... of all the libraries. Or... You know, we felt uh we felt like there was only one library in our hearts. Oh. <laughs> and Just which like, one is that? It's the Moore Memorial Public Library in Texas City. I love it. Well, we tried. You know, we tried with the director and we got some some footage of there were some kids, you know, reading books and some other stuff that just kind of got thrown in there maybe I maybe am not. Lamarck. Yes. I am Lamarck. <laughs> <laughs> it was all, it was a great video. We're excited about it. <laughs> but but I feel like if we would have stopped the Moore Memorial Public Library, then, I, you know, if we asked you as a librarian, would you have been like, yeah, sure, I'll do that? Or would you have had to run it through Luke? Um, <laughs> If we were making a video for the city of Texas City. I would have. I have Luke's contact. Okay, so yeah. I would just be able by to just first. be like, hey, we're doing this. That's what I thought. Okay, <laughs> we're doing that. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, you know what? I just wanted to check and make sure. So Luke sent command. me a picture oh, of the library card. Yes. Okay. This one looks like it's been through some stuff. <laughs> is this Luke's personal? I believe it is. Luke, you have been there for nine years. <laughs> That's Luke's, Let me see. Luke's library card. And so they look a little bit they look a little bit different than uh See they look pretty when we give them to you for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Dang, you know what you know what Luke just did though? He said, Man, I've had mine for nine years and it's still on me. Where's yours at, Paloma? Well, see the difference is he probably has his wallet in his pocket. Yeah. I put my wallet in different bags. And so yesterday I was out filming for Taco Ventures and I shoved my wallet in my camera bag. <laughs> mm. You know what's funny about Facebook? We were just talking about this is Lamarck video. And Colleen pops in. And Colleen in. pops in. It's like she knows. All good things. All good things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am Lamarck. I am Lamarck. We're, we're trying to do I am Texas City. Texas City is <laughs> no. coast, coast side living. He's just being silly. Living. It used to be City by the Bay. They're the all-American uh, city in, in uh, 19... I remember we, when I moved we, here in 97. Yeah, all-American city. Texas City pretty cool. is the all-American city. All-America, I think. Mm. I am Texas City. It just doesn't... Colleen's about to, like, cancel our... She's about to <laughs> <City rocks. laughs> She's about ready to flip the table. <laughs> no, we, well, we love being where we're located. You know, we're in Lamarck, mm-hmm. but Galveston County as a whole is so intertwined and in, in the script of that video, it says, you know, we are one community, which I really feel is true. You know, you drive down I-45 and it's like, okay, I'm in Texas City, I'm in Lamarck, I'm in Texas City, now I'm in Hitchcock. You know, it's just like, okay, where am I? Yes. <laughs> it's really it's really kind of a, a task to keep track of because we show stuff and it's like, hey, we're in Lamarck. It's like, no, that's actually Texas City. It's like, what? My mind's blown. Oops. I grew up here my entire <laughs> life almost. And uh, I'm just thrown off. Learn yeah, something every day. It's so cool because there's... What? There's so many communities around here. Santa Fe, Hitchcock, Lamarck, Texas City, League City. And there's so much, you know, it's not just like, hey, we're going to focus on Lamarck. We're not just going to focus on Texas City. We're going to combine these people because, you know, maybe there might be somebody who 
wants to go to the Texas City Library and, and check out a book. There might be somebody can. who wants to go to Snow King in, in Lamarck, you know, and now people are finding those things out <laughs> and want to go. And now they're going to be able to visit those other libraries. If they're Texas City people and they're like, hey, I, well, I need to do something, you could be like, hey, go to Hitchcock, go to Lamarck, go to whoever else has yes, the local library. Yes, we have um, a bookmark with all of the um, Galveston County libraries, their hours, the um, phone numbers, the websites, and so they can call them and um, find out um, what sort of things they can get done at their libraries. Yeah. And then, of course, they can call us and get that information from us as well before and after we close for the renovation. And, uh, you know, Luke in the Moore Memorial Public Library says, we're always honored to help serve Lamarck and be in the same system as the Lamarck Public Library. Yes, we are. That's official. <laughs> <laughs> Very official. We're friends. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, no, I agree. Oh, actually, this is kind of fun. On Thursday, um, the librarians were having a librarian field trip to Rosenberg Library in Galveston. You we're know, go check out the museum. That'd the museum be fun. We haven't been. So. What, do you know what it's named after the Rosenberg Library? I do not. Me either. But Rosenberg, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, is a city. So that always threw me off because it sounds like a city or it is a city. And well, it's just now, like, yeah, now that I know it's called Rosenberg Library, I know it's in Galveston. But whenever I mention Rosenberg Library, um, for people who aren't from the county, they usually don't. Yeah. <laughs> they usually don't know what I'm talking about. So it's about 1052. Oh. And we're running out fast. of time. Is there anything else you'd like to share that we haven't touched on with the library or remind people of one more time? Um, well, we do have our summer reading program going on, and we do have programs for children and teens, but we also welcome adults to pick up a summer reading log mm -hmm. and keep track of their reading, um, whether you're um, reading articles, reading a book, listening to an audiobook, or reading an ebook. You can count it toward um, oh. your reading hours, and once you complete 10 hours, you get entered into a prize drawing. It's so awesome. Read as much as you want, and you increase your chances of winning. So my son has a reading log. He filled it up, like the first page, and I'm not sure who it's with because I asked my wife, I was like, is this through the Mormon Memorial Library? She, and she said, she said, no, it's not. It's through something. You know, and I was just like, and well, it kind of, I was like, the only one I hear is more and more in public library, so I don't know any other reading log. But either way, I'm proud of him because yeah. what we started, or my wife, you know, she's at home with him even right now, just doing, as soon as you wake up, before you really do anything, you know, brush your teeth, do everything, read two books. And so he'll read two books and then kind of go on through the That's day. That's cool. So it's it's fun. He doesn't get too wrapped up, you know, in technology because a lot of times he's like, yes. I want the iPad or I want to watch TV. And it's like, no, let's let's read two books. Then we can do other stuff. Yeah. So, no, that's a good morning routine to have. Yeah. So, he, so hopefully it persists yeah. throughout his life, well, right? He loves, Wouldn't that be cool? He loves reading. He's, that's good. Yeah, he's a. I, I loved reading too as a kid, but then I got to the point where I was just like trying to read as many books as possible, which isn't bad, but almost rushing through it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Like I elementary do. school, I was just like, okay, I wanted the next book, <laughs> you know? And then I wasn't actually processing the information. Okay. But, so you probably couldn't yeah. have re remembered the last book you read. Um, the like specific details. No, no, I could. But okay, so growing up in Texas, there was like the accelerated reader program, and there was the Blue Bonnet book program. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to rack up. I was okay, all so the points because we you would, wanted that uh, Pizza Hut. Yeah, we would go have <laughs> have pizza and do and do all the other stuff. And so you get the you know I read all twenty Blue Bonnet books, the shirts and everything else, right? Uh -huh. So I did it every year possible, and well, I was good for you. 
you know, yeah, it was a blast. I liked it, but I would I would do it. I would test on it, but then I would just like go to the go to the next one. But mm-hmm. I wasn't really like I don't know. It got me into a weird routine of of just trying to read too much. <laughs> it <laughs> was too weird. Much, it's too like fast. I don't know. It was weird. But so, it, do you read now at all? Not much. No. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I had to be hard honest. No. <laughs> I had to be honest. No. So yeah, I do I do read a little bit, and I listen to audiobooks. Okay. Well, Mainly like business and motivational and like how to deal with an annoying coworker type stuff. Well, those stuff. are books. Yeah. Wait, what? I heard that. <laughs> we, we have IQ some of those heard. at the library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Books, I mean. Yeah. Not annoying <laughs> the coworkers. Annoying co- <laughs> <laughs> Luke. Nah, Luke. I would never. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. So Luke said it was named after Henry Rosenberg, the Rosenberg Library in Galveston. He also said, get reading logs uh, for, from all of us. All the reading can go to multiple logs and prizes. So go get your reading log from the Memorial Public Library. Yes. Turn it in. Adult, child, kid, teenager, everybody. Go mm-hmm. get one. And all of the libraries um, in Galveston County are doing uh, summer reading programs, too. So whoever's close by you. Go pick up a reading log, or you can probably even print them from the library website. All right. My wife just texted me Barnes & Noble. I'm not sure if that means she's there or, or she's, like, listening or caught up. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be like, what's up with it? What's up? No no question mark? No, Barnes it's just Noble? like, why are you going to Barnes & Noble when you can go to the Moore Memorial Public Library? <laughs> when we live closer, she said, oh, that's the reading list. There's a reading list through Barnes & Noble. Oh, okay. I didn't know they did. they did one. That's I cool. didn't either. That's pretty cool. So you can pick up a, and say, What I kind of re- prizes do you get, I wonder? I don't know. She must be listening. What kind of prizes can you get if you pick up a, a barn, uh, fill out a, a Barnes & Noble reading list? Um, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, encouraging kids to read it at all, I feel like, is good. Whether that's, you know, the library getting prizes mm-hmm. or other places, right? Yeah. And then we also um, have graphic novels for young kids. We have them in the children's department. And then we have them... Um, and for young adults and for adults mm-hmm. so you can come and pick those up those are really neat some of the art in there is just really captivating um for even the nonfiction. they have uh, graphic memoirs so memoirs told um in comics and so those are really cool and then we have of course comic books Ooh. and manga i was a big fan of comic books as a kid so my son he was given a a Bible, but it's like in comic book form. Oh, really? And he's six, and so he's just like he's like nonstop reading it. We're in the car. I'm like, don't get car sick, but he wants to read it. He's at church. He's at home. He's reading it. He's like, um, but it's communicating with pictures and also like text, but you know, comic style. And he's really asking me questions about the stories, and I'm just like, I need to maybe read my <laughs> Bible more so I can, you know, know exactly which story you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I feel like putting some of those especially like classical literature in a graphic novel form can really help to reach people who wouldn't read those stories otherwise. Yeah. And um, you get a little piece of dialogue or a little description, but the, the pictures themselves tell you so much more too. Yes. I also saw yesterday at Barnes & Noble, it was, it was called William Shakespeare's I don't know, but it was Mean Girls, the movie, written in, uh, is it Iambic Pentameter? Uh, oh, really? Yeah, so it was the entire movie written in, like, Shakespeare would have wrote it in the da-dun-da-duns, you know? Whatever it is. Wow. So I thought that was kind of cool to I want to find that now. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you walk in, it's like one of the middle tables, like, you know how they have, I always look at those. So one thing that I do love about Barnes & Noble is their clearance. Oh, they have yeah. really awesome clearance. You can find some really cool figurines. <laughs> 
for like 20 bucks. Oh, my wife texted me again. It's uh, William Shakespeare's Much Ado About Mean Girls. <laughs> That's the name of the, the title. I like that. That's cool. And they've done a lot of those like um, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Yes. The classic <laughs> story. They even made it into a movie, like the book, and then they did a movie about it, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. It's an interesting take on a, on a classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an adaptation. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, adaptations. We could have some adaptations to kickstart. Where we add Paloma once a month on a <laughs> on a Wednesday. That's it, right? That's <laughs> it. There, there you go. go. Hey, so we're we're out of time. Aww. And make Already? sure that you go watch those taco ventures with yes, Paloma. Please. And then um make sure you check out my blog. It's wander-through.com or find me on Facebook, Wander Through Blog. And um Make sure you come and visit the library before we close in August. We want to see all of your happy faces and talk about books or anything, really. Any questions you have, give us a call. Come see us. We're at 1701 9th Avenue North in Texas City. Are you going to be mad when people are like, please come, let us give you free tacos and feed you. Please feature, you know, my tacos. You're going to be like, guys, no, please stop. (laughs) Please stop feeding me these delicious tacos. Are you still going to come? Are you still going to come on the show even though the library's closed? Yes. Okay, Okay, cool. Man, I almost flipped the table again. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't see except a spinning globe unless you're. uh, Sorry, Facebook. You're outside of our window. But yeah, this is (laughs) 99.5 FM, KHEARadio.com. It's 11 o'clock. We've been talking to Paloma with the Moore Memorial Public Library and Wonder Through. She is also featured. Um, you know, on her blog, and then there's a video series with KHEA that that she is helping us put together called Taco Ventures, where she's finding the best tacos in the world. It's exciting. Uh, coming up next, there's a spot for a Bundle Life Christmas School. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye, Facebook. We love you. Adios. I'm, I'm over here signing off and waving, but you can't see me, so have a good day. <laughs> see me, so have a good day. 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 <laughs> Amy, so have a good day.